as we're keeping an eye on the toss here. It's been a big part of what Seals Grove has done all year long, and if I'm not mistaken, did they defer to the second half? Um, Central Mountain did. Seals Grove will have the ball first. So Seals Grove will have the ball first. Again, we talk a lot about that throughout the year when they've been able to defer and talk about the game plan on that. So Seals Grove will be facing a little different situation here where they'll get the opening kickoff and get their offense out on the field first against the Central Mountain Wildcats. Again, we talk about Mark Pastore, 40 completions on 81 attempts for 695 yards, six touchdowns, and five picks for the sophomore quarterback. And we welcome our viewers on the SBC Sports Live YouTube channels as we just found out that the Seals Grove Seals will get the opening kickoff against the Central Mountain Wildcats here from Mill Hall in Central Mountain High School. Glad you could be with us as the Seals Grove Seals taking their four-game win streak against the 5-1 and one Central Mountain Wildcats. Again, we talk about Mark Pastore, the sophomore. He'll be the starting quarterback for the Seals. In the backfield, Tucker Teets, 54 carries, 358 yards, and he does have seven touchdowns. Brandon Heil, 50 carries, 322 yards, and three touchdowns. A leading receiver for the Seals is Nate Almet, the senior, 17 catches, 275 yards, and he has two touchdown catches on the season. So Seals Grove again, unlike they've done in the last few weeks and maybe since the beginning of the season, will get the ball first. You'll see the all-white uniforms. Kevin Gearhart jogs out. He was hurt early on, but he's come back. Big part of what Seals, he brings some size and leadership. Number 11 up front on this receiving team for the Seals Grove Seals. Yeah, haven't seen him yet. Like I said, yeah, he, brings, a, he brings some size and early, he plays. Good-looking good looking kid right there. So he'll get an opportunity here as Weaver will kick it away for the Central Mountain Wildcats as Seals Grove football on Eagle 107, eagle107.com, and on the SBC Sports Live YouTube channel. It's just moments away from getting started as Weaver tees it up and puts it away. As a swift kick is going to bounce in the middle, be picked up by Gavin Bastion at the 30-yard line, running away from a tackle at the 35, and bounces out of bounds almost at the 40-yard line. So the Seals are going to get great field position, not only get it first, unlike they have in weeks prior, but they'll have real nice field position at the 39. Nope, they'll have it only back at the 37-yard line. First down and 10 for Mark Pastore and the Seals Grove Seals. Pat, I saw that on film a few times as you did as well squib kick trying to get it away from the returners without question the return team has been good for the seal especially in the punt so we wonder if that's what the kickers are doing keeping it away from the explosiveness quick throw this time out to bastion in the flat makes a man miss at the 39 he'll be tackled taken down at the 44 yard line nice little wrinkle to your freshman receiver gavin bastion makes the catch going to get about six on the carry Maybe seven. It'll be a second down and three to get things started for the Seals. Looks like the Seals want to get the ball on the flank away from the big people. Uh, make those big guys run, Pat. And that's exactly what they did. That was quick game. Gavin Bashin gets his 10th reception of the season. He came in with 234 yards to his credit. So a good catch and run. Setting the Seals up in second and short. Quick throw by Pastore. He's got a man out there. That's Heil. Out on the right side, makes a man miss at midfield. Still going to the 45. 40 before he's upended inside of the Central Mountain 40-yard line. They're going to mark him at the 47-yard line. Love the quick pass play. They've done it twice. The flats are open. 
love it. Quick game. They get the ball out to the to the playmakers and just let them go. How many tackles did he just miss? make miss right there? He had two last week against Chickalimi on a long run. Made a man miss at the 20 and then made two guys miss at about the 10. Took it in for a score and he did a similar there. As you said, making guys miss after the catch. First down and 10 for the Seals at the 37-yard line in Central Mountain Territory. Pass story. Quick throw again to Connor Grove. Deflected at the line of scrimmage. Falls incomplete. Going to bring up a second down and 10. Steve, I'm, I'm in your mind right now. Pump <laughs> And the go. Is that what we're going to see Absolutely. here shortly? And what did what did Central Mountain do? What's happening here? Central Mountain cannot. They, there's no pass rush because it's so quick. But what they're doing now is they're trying to, they're jumping the outside flats is where Seals Grove throw it. Pump and go, and it's a touchdown. Well, it brings up a second down and 10 following the incompletion for Mark Pastore. He's been very efficient over the last few weeks. He gets the snap. Looking to the right. Going to be hit, but gets rid of it. It's got a man behind the defense. Nate Oman makes the catch. Touchdown, Seals Grove Seals. There we go, Pat. What a throw by Mark Pastore. Under heavy pressure. Guys, that was 46 yards in the air. Maybe more so. Great throw by Mark. And you saw the guy coming off. Yeah, saw the guy coming off the edge. He hung in there. Something you've been talking about since the scrimmage with Mark Pastore, and that's keeping an eye downfield, downfield. He could see the pressure coming, never took it off his target, threw it over 45 yards right into the basket of Nate Allman, your senior receiver, as he gets his third touchdown reception of the season. This extra point attempt by Young. It's kicked straight up. Doesn't get through. And it's no good. Penetration inside. Coach has got to look at that because Shikalimi was doing the same thing a week ago. For some reason, the A-gaps are are, are being clear. And uh, Central Mountain came right through. But getting back to the, to the throw and catch. Fabulous job by Mark Pastore. He was getting pressure. What Pat alluded to there in the uh, early part of the year, he was focusing on the guys rushing him versus what was downfield. He's done a great job. The coaches have done a great job to break him of that habit. The only way you're going to break it is play. You can't just say, hey, watch downfield. you got to be in that situation. you got to play. Mark Pastore is really advancing as a quarterback, and we talked about it in pregame as well. Well, Mark Pastore able to find Almit for his third touchdown reception of the season. Pastore's seventh passing touchdown of the season comes on a four play drive covering 63 yards took a minute and 14 seconds this with 10 39 to go in the opening quarter just like that seals grove leads six nothing over to central mountain wildcats that's the seals grove forward drive summary a quick score that time by the seals all past the start brandon howell got involved gavin bastion got involved and finally finished off to your Senior receiver Nate Allman gets his 18th reception of the season, and that was a big one, the connection between sophomore to senior to put the Seals up 6-0 just early on here in the first quarter. Carter Young will kick this one away. Two guys deep standing about their own 10-yard line. The drive will go to the return man on the right. That's Fultz. He's at the 15, the 20, a lot of room to the 30. Up the right side and finally be driven out of bounds at the 40-yard line. Similar to the start that Seals Grove had on their kickoff return as he'll take it out to the 40-yard line, and that's where Central Mountain will take over 
First down and 10, trailing 6-0 to the Sealers Grove Seals. It was a nice kick, but you, you've all, all heard that if you kick a line drive, the, the coverage team can't get down. That's what happened there. It was a, it was a deep kick, but it was a, long, it was a long line drive kick. And took advantage of it, able to take it out to the 40-yard line as Central Mountain will come out in a pistol formation. Gerlach is the quarterback, senior. Behind him is Pence. Fakes it to Pence. Rolly left, gets rid of it. Got a man wide open at the flat of the 40. He's got some speed. That's Fultz. Runs away from one tackle. Takes it into Seals Grove territory. All the way down to the 38-yard line. Excuse me, to the 43-yard line in Seals Grove territory on a quick throw and run by the Wildcats. Pat, that was an RPO. He read the defensive end who set through the ball to the flank. Good read by Gerlach. Well, now we talk about his dual threat. You talked about how he looks. He's got one defender to keep an eye on, and great job on that time to start the offense for the Central Mountain Wildcats. We're just underway, 10-05 to go in the opening quarter. Seals Grove scored on their first possession, leading 6-0 over the Wildcats. Handoff goes on a end around. Looks like Foltz again, and he's going to be hit, taken down as he gets inside of the 40-yard line. That was Pence on the carry. He's the leading rusher coming in tonight for the Central Mountain Wildcats. He gets it to the 39-yard line. Pick up about four. It'll be a second down and six for the Wildcats. This is similar offense as Jersey Shore, maybe without the, the tempo that Jersey Shore uses, but it's it's a wide-open spread attack, usually four receivers. Uh, in this case, there's five receivers, empty set. They come out on the second down play. They'll send Pence in motion going from right to left. Gerlach alone back in the backfield, rolling to his left all the time in the world. He's got a man deep in the left corner, going back, able to make the catch inside the 10, down to the 6-yard line. On the coverage back there was Heil and Teague Hoover, but the receiver was able to get open, and Gerlach found him, rolling to his left, deep down the left sideline. Concerning what happened right there, Pat, first of all, it was a two-deep uh, secondary set, which means there's two safeties, and that their receiver got between both of them and then broke out to the left. But more concerning is how the quarterback got on the flank relatively at will. He broke contain. And he was able to find his man to get the ball inside of the Seals Grove 10-yard line. Four wides this time for Gerlach. He's going to keep it straight between the tackles. He's met at the line of scrimmage. Corey Rumberger will slam him to the turf as they'll mark it at the seven-yard line. So it'll be a second down goal to go. Could this be the ultimate bend but not break for the Seals Grove defense? Second down goal to go. The mark at the seven-yard line, 8.35 to go in the opening quarter. Seals Grove leading 6-0 over the Central Mountain Wildcats on a 37-yard touchdown pass from sophomore Mark Pastore to senior Nate Ahmed. The extra point was no good, and that's where we stand at this point. Six not to lead for the Seals. Gerlach in a shotgun formation with Pence behind him. Gives it to Pence. Going left. Met at the line of scrimmage. Drags the defender to the five-yard line. It'll be a third down and five for the Central Mountain Wildcats. Central Mountain's offensive line can't get to the linebackers for Seals Grove. First of all, they're too active. They're fast, but uh, the three down people are doing a nice job of keeping them off of the linebackers. So uh, this is a little game within the game that we're going to see all night, I think, Pat. They're trying to flank us with with formation and then just head inside. They're going to go with the same look with twins to each side. Gerlach the lone back in the backfield again. 
Man goes in motion. Walliser rolling to the right over the head of his intended receiver. Looked like Fultz or Pence. Yeah, it was Pence, so they're going to go with the field goal. And Weaver, who does the kicking for the Central Mount Wildcats, that's Tyler Weaver, has a 22-yard field goal to his credit. So definitely within his range here. Almost, uh, just a glorified uh, extra point distance here as Central Mount looking to get on the board here. Left-footed kicker is Weaver. They'll put, spot it down about the 12-yard line, looking exactly the same, which he's made already. A 22-yard field goal in the season. The hold's good. The kick is up. Plenty of distance, and it's good. So the Seals Grove Seals get on the board first, but the Central Mount Wildcats answer with two big plays to put the ball inside the 10, but the Seals Grove defense able to hold them to a field goal. And in my book, the way things are going, the momentum was going there. Give credit to the defense to hold the Central Mount Wildcats just to a field goal. I think they've got it. They're talking about it right now, I'm sure. The fact that they're on that long pass that a receiver was that open, but... As I said, most concerning, along with that, obviously, is uh, the quarterback was on the flank right now. If he ran the ball, he may have gotten a, as big a play on that. They've, Seals have to do a nice, uh, better job of containing the play, and that's easier said than done. When there's only three linemen, three down linemen, that means there's a lot of bodies to block you, and uh, that's that's the nature of the 3-5 defense. And you make a great point because – Gerlach has pretty much has done whatever he wanted to, rolling to his left, which usually is a very difficult right-handed uh, quarterback, but he looks like he has a lot of green grass, and like you said, from a coach's standpoint, not only what the Seals talking to to their defense about, but also from an offensive standpoint for Gerlach, who's very explosive, dual threat, and he may end up tucking a couple of those away and end up with some big plays. We'll have to keep an eye on that as you talked about that very thing. 7.31 to go here in the opening quarter, Seals Grove got on the board first, but the Central Mount Wildcats finished a seven-play drive covering 55 yards, got a 22-yard field goal from Tyler Weaver, who kicks this away. Another sweep kick straight down the middle. Going to be taken there by the return man, Tucker Teets, at the 15. It's got some room to the 30, and it's going to be upended about the 33-yard line. So good, good field position for the Seals as they take over first down and 10 following that seven-play 55-yard drive for the Central Mountain Wildcats. Took three minutes and three seconds. Seals Grove still leads 6-3 with 7.25 to go here in the opening quarter. That's the Seals Grove Ford drive summary. Last time the Seals were out, they did not run the ball once. They went to the all-pass. It looks like they're staying with that look with twins to each side. Mark Pastore in the shotgun. Gets snapped. Nope, going to hand it off. The lone back in the backfield. Going to go straight up the middle, cross the 35, out to the 36-yard line. Goes all out on the carry. Good positive play on first down. Second down. We'll call it about six after the all out run. Sure was. And there were two defensive linemen in the backfield. He ran right by them. They, they probably were in their step steps inside me. They're slanting, or I didn't see any text or movement, but they, they do like to slant to the field. Brings up that second down and seven. Blitz being shown this time by the Wildcats. Mark Pastore takes a step, gives the alt out again. Has a low back in the backfield, almost trying to able to get away from a defender, still using his strength to take it for about a yard. It could easily have been a yard or two loss, but looks like they're 
keep it right at about the original line of scrimmage. So he didn't get anything on the run, but he avoided a loss. It's going to be a third down and seven for the Seals, leading 6-3 over the Wildcats with 6-20 to go in the opening quarter. Go with a tight formation this time, does Pastore. Both out in the backfield, offset to the right of Pastore. Snap to Pastore. Look, it's got time. Gets rid of it. Going to overthrow his intended receiver. That was intended for sophomore Tucker Teets, but sails over his head, falls incomplete, and it'll bring up the first punting situation for either team as Carter Young will jog out, look to punt this one away. It was a nice route combination. Mark just overthrew it, and he had he had time. It was well well protected there, which is a great sign as well uh, for, for the Seals. Carter Young averaging 33.2 yards per punt. Fultz back deep, standing at his own 30-yard line. He's on the right. Another return, guys, on the left. Plenty of time. Good punt. High into the Friday night lights. Fultz muffs it. Picks it up off the turf at the 22. Makes a man miss at the 24 and then tackled at the 26-yard line. See Straub down there. Also give credit to Max Maurer down on the stop for the punt covered team for the Sealands Grove Seals. Central Mountain will take over first down to 10 at their own 26, trailing 6-3 with 5.59 to go in the opening quarter. Ethan Miller back playing the nose tackle position. Maurer to the right of him. Is that Maurer? Nope, it's actually Catherine, 62. Yep, and then you got Steve Miller. He's on the left defensive end. Connor Grove, we talked about, he's out playing corner here on the left. And on the right side, Nate Ahmed on the left corner position. The safeties, Brandon Heil in this setup, along with Teague Hoover. Gerlach looking to go deep. He's got a man out there. Teague Hoover trying to measure it up and deflects it. Knocks it to the turf. Played well. Incomplete. Second down and 10 for the Wildcats. They want to stretch the seals, Pat, because it had the same thing on this side. And it's a three-deep scheme. You put four people out, somebody's going to be open. And, and I think what the seals will probably end up doing is taking Heil from his down spot and moving him into a twin safety cover two look uh, to, 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 they have to, to defend that play. There were five people, four people in the route that time. Not all four went deep, but two did. So let's see if Central Mountain comes back with that. They stay with Heil and that safety, two safety look along with Teague Hoover. Central Mountain with the twins at each side. Gerlach's going to keep it this time, untouched as he's able to get at least five yards. And then finally met there by a wall of white shirts, but a good positive run by the senior quarterback, Gerlach, to take it for seven yards. It'll be a third down and three at the Central Mountain 34-yard line. Uh, Seals Grove has to get another linebacker in the mix there. Uh, again, three down linemen, they're, they're getting the flank. He's getting the flank right now. They're using that slot man to block down on the, on the defensive end. Well, sets up a third down and two. They're called it a long two for Central Mountain. Gerlach alone back in the backfield. Pence goes in motion from left to right. Gerlach is looking to his right. Got some time. Gets rid of it. Connor Grove stepped in front of it to try to intercept. He bumped into the receiver. They're called that a penalty on Connor Grove as Williamson was the intended receiver. And it comes as our first penalty of the game, and it's going to be a pass interference penalty against senior Connor Grove, and that's out beyond the 35-yard line. They'll walk it off to give the Central Mount Wildcats the first down. You said it, Pat. I think Grove broke on the ball uh, very nicely, 
he was in a zone coverage, but he went right through the outside shoulder of the of the uh, receiver for Central Mountain. So it gives them a first down as they'll walk the ball all the way out to the 48-yard line. Still in Central Mountain territory. Seals lead this one 6-3 on a Nate Ahmed touchdown reception from sophomore quarterback Mark Pastore. 6-3 lead for the Seals. Pence goes in motion again from left to right. He moves towards the line of scrimmage, but no flag on that. As Gerlach's being chased from behind. He gets rid of it. He's got a man. Makes a catch in Seals Grove territory at the 42-yard line. Logan Althout on the stop. But a catch made that time by number 14. That's Williamson on the catch for the Central Mount Wildcats. There was pressure there by the Seals, too, off the edge, and they still got around it. Um, that's going to be a key point the rest of this night, I, I, I'm sure of. They're going to Central Mountain's going to try to get him on the flank as much as possible. And they're, they're, they're showing five wide right here. They're using that slot as a blocker, but still you got to defend it. So Weaver splits far to the left, and Pence will go in motion. Gerlach fakes it to Pence. Now he's going to take off and run. He's got some room as he gets the first down. Going to be to the 35-yard line. Oath out, Heil in on the stop along with Rumberger and Nate Allman involved in the stop, but the stop doesn't come until after the first down pickup by the Central Mountain Wildcats as they'll reset the chains at the Seals Grove 35-yard line. Now they'll start the clock with 4.15 to go in the opening quarter. Very interesting opening quarter for both teams. Yes, it is. This is a spread offense to the T, Pat. And they're going to stay with it again with two to the left and one to the right. Like you said, they got the slot filled up by the tight end on the right side. Pistol formation for Gerlach. Turn, give it to Pence. Pence at the line of scrimmage. Met drags forward. So about the 33-yard line, maybe the 34-yard line. Pickup of one. It'll be a second down and nine for the Wildcats. Well played. Very well played by the Seals. Seals Grove defense has done very well against featured backs over the season. Dayton all the way back to Pottsville where they done had 99 yards, but he's a guy that averages 122 on the season. Seals Grove able to shut him down. Hayden Packer, Mason Aiden, or Aiden Mason for Berwick. Also, Max Madden for the Smoking Indians. They'll try to do the same here tonight against Pence. Gerlach's going to keep it. A lot of room. He's running to the 30. Makes a man miss, and he's going to be tackled by Heil. But Gerlach's showing that ability. And like you said, Steve, spread them all out. And That's Gerlach exactly ran through a big hole. Doing. That's exactly what they're doing. We're, we're seeing five wide, okay? Most teams are going to put two wide, maybe three wide, a trip set. We're seeing trips one side, twins the other side. They're using that slot man in motion both sides. They're outflanking us. They're outflanking the Seals 3-5 defense. And what happens is they put a guy back on the safety, who's Brandon Heil, and gets him out of the box, and they're just reading it and running it. To stay with the same look here as Gerlach the lone back in the backfield. Pencil go in motion from left to right, and there's going to be a whistle here. Look, a timeout will be taken by the Central Mountain Wildcats, which I think pays benefits for the Seals Grove Seals as well, as both teams are going to adjust here. Steve, we're looking for big plays throughout the game. We look for candidates for the Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. We've had a long touchdown reception from 37 yards out to Nate Almond to get the scoring going for the Seals Grove Seals. That's a candidate for the Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. And boy, 
the way Central Mountain's moving here, I'd love to see the defense come up with a big play, and which could be a candidate to add as the Spokenham Health Center backbreaker play of the game. We, Seals have to somehow, and, and, I, and I, I don't know the answer to that, just sitting here watching, they, but they're taking Brandon Heil and putting him on the safety hash. Okay, that's taking him out of the box, arguably our best player. Okay, and they're, and they're essentially reading where he's not. And I say him, but he's the best defender, and, and that's why there's so much area. They're doing it by formation. As they'll stay with that very thing, as they'll put the tight end on the left this time. Gerlach in the shotgun, takes snap, quick throw this time, not to Pence, makes the catch at the 30. He's going to be met, goes down, Good Connor tackle. Grove comes Good up, makes the stop. Tackle. And now it's a fourth down play, so this is a... This is maybe one of the biggest plays of the game thus far right here, Pat. Fourth and two. Ball's on the 26-27 yard line. With 2.03 and counting to go here in the first quarter of the Seals Grove leading 6-3. I know John Bodiner is listening down in Florida. He's one of our big listeners and Facebook uh, participants as well. Glad you're listening down there, John. And we're going to see if we can't bring you something here on this big fourth down play for the Seals defense. Split five wide again. Gerlach in the backfield. Takes the snap. going to keep it. Trying to go straight up the middle. And he's going to get there as he dives beyond the 25-yard line to the 24-yard line. He had to work for every inch there. But the senior quarterback picks up a crucial first down for the Seals Grove against the Seals Grove defense. So the clock maybe Coach Hicks heard us, but as you can see, Hiles back down to his outside linebacker position, and and Bastion's in at the safety position, which they they have to play a twin safety look with how how wide these folks are playing. As the Seals Grove Seals see the Wildcats first down and ten inside their 25-yard line. Walliser goes in motion from right to left. Snap goes to Gerlach. Turns, give it to Pence. Nothing there. Buried as he falls to the 25-yard line, and that's going to be it. It'll be a second down and 10 as Walliser went in motion. They tried to go to Pence, unable to pick up much there. Stopped by that seal defense. Nice play by the Seals. Super job up front, and again, when that happens, the linebackers run free. So a nice job there. That was a no gain. Actually, probably lost half a yard. Oh, and that Pence run that time. Now Pence will line up in the slot on the left. They got one back in the backfield. That's Walliser offset to the right of Gerlach on this second down and 11 from the Seals' 25-yard line. Gerlach drops back. Plenty of time. Now gets rushed out of the pocket. Looking downfield. Makes a man miss. Inside the 20. Down to the 18-yard line. A late flag's going to be thrown in. And I think it's might go. Match. Yeah, it might go against Rumberger, who did some twisting and turning at the end of that run on Gerlach. So this could be another situation where Seals Grove is going to give up yardage on a penalty and allow the ball to be walked deeper into Seals Grove territory. Well, while they're doing that, remind you that you can hear Philadelphia Eagle football and Eagle 107 all year long. Follow the Eagles with Merle Reese and Mike Quick. The Eagles visit Carolina Sunday. Pre-game starts at noon. Kickoff at 1 on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Boy, that's a tough one. you got to be disciplined there. That, that was a personal foul, and it wasn't a late hit or, a, uh, as they called it, 
unnecessary roughness, which means he was probably twisting and turning. I didn't see it. You said you might have seen something at the end there. Well, that's the final play of a first quarter, a first quarter of two heavyweights going back and forth. Sealsgrove gets the first score of the game, leads six to nothing, but then Central Mountain came back on the ensuing possession and got a field goal for 22 yards out by Tyler Weaver. And that's where we stand. At the end of the first quarter, Sealsgrove leading the Wildcats six to three. This is Sealsgrove football presented by Sealsgrove Ford on Eagle 107. Eagle107.com and on the SBC Sports Live YouTube channel. Seals Grove Ford, your number one certified pre-owned Ford dealer in Central PA, is a proud supporter of all Seals Grove students and athletes. A Seals Grove Ford certified car. It's not just another car, it's Ford certified and backed by the best warranty in the business. So if you're looking for confidence, great value, and peace of mind on your next pre-owned car, Seals Grove Ford is the place to go. See their inventory at SealsGroveFord.com. At the bridge in Seals Grove, home of Mr. Sharpie and Sharp Pencil Deals. Go Seals! know you go to DQ when you think Blizzard, but hey fans, how about some food? Try their burgers and sandwiches, chicken baskets and meal deals. And Fall's favorite pies are in pumpkin and pecan pie Blizzard treats. Tell the whole stadium before the game, after the game, and everywhere in between. Dairy Queen, Routes 11 and 15 on the Strip, Sealands Grove. Go Seals, go DQ. Fan food, not fast food. We are Eagle 107. Welcome back to Central Mountain High School. Getting ready to move into the second quarter as we flip sides of the field. Central Mountain in business at the Sealers Grove 9-yard line. Gerlach gives it to the end around to Pence. Going left, caught by Heil, slammed to the turf inside of the 7, down close to the 6-yard line as we're just underway here in the second quarter. Again, the Seals Grove Seals at this point lead 6-3. to three. They saw the Central Mountain Wildcats on their first possession get inside of the 10-yard line, held them to a field goal. They're obviously looking to do that again here defensively for the Seals. The field shrinks down here, and that's been helping the Seals Grove Seals a bit. That was a jet sweep trying to get it to the outside. Twins to each side once again. Gerlock the lone back in the backfield, tight end on the right. Pence goes in motion from left to right. Long count. Gerlock gets it. Rolling to his right. Going to look to throw it back to a wide open line and makes the catch at the 10. Makes the move to 5. And it's going to be into the end zone. And that's going to be a touchdown for the Central Mountain Wildcats. That's tough. His number 77. That's not a number you can throw the ball to. And now we have a flag on the play during the celebration as the officials will talk that out. But And the coach is screaming and hollering down here on the sideline. But, again, go ahead and talk about that little bit, that play there, in terms of what, how difficult that would be to cover. You, they're throwing the ball to number 77, who's a lineman, and a lineman number. Okay? And, and frankly, I didn't think that was legal. But that's who they threw it to. He was an open receiver spot. But still, I think you have to have this, the, the number that corresponds to a legal number to throw the football to. The NFL, you, they do this illegal. I, I don't know. The officials are still chit-chatting out there about what the. It's an ineligible it receiver. That's exactly what I said. You can't throw it to a 70 number. And the, the coach, Coach Shannon Manning, is 
screaming out at McNamara, the head officials, to talk about this and the other coaches. So, and it's a loss of down. So it's going to mark the ball back outside of the 10-yard line to the 12-yard line. So it would be a third down and goal to go from the 12 for the Central Mountain Wildcats. Gerlach gets the call from the sideline. He's going to head back to the huddle to make the call to his fellow offensive teammates, setting two wide receivers to the right, two to the left. Stay with the same very formation we've seen all night long by Gerlach in the Wildcats. Third down and goal to go from the 12. Gerlach's going to get it. Going right. He's going to look over the middle. He's got a man at the goal line. It's going to be hit by Gavin Bastion right at the goal line. So an interesting call here. They make the catch at the one-yard line. It's going to be a fourth down goal to go from the one for the Central Mountain Wildcats. Boy, I thought he was in, Pat. That, that might be a... A gift on that spot right there, but it's fourth and goal from the maybe two-foot line there. It's not quite the one-yard line. So Seals Grove will try to come up the big defensive stop here. Fourth down, goal to go inside the one-yard line for Gerlach, who's going to go under center this time. See if he just doesn't go forward behind the center. He does. Gets to the goal line, spins, turns. And he's in. Touchdown for the Wildcats. So we start the second quarter with the Central Mountain Wildcats getting on the board to take the first lead of the night. It's a keeper by quarterback Brett Gerlock as he followed behind his center, took it into the end zone for the score. Now Tyler Weaver will come out and try to kick the extra point off of Foltz's hold to try to increase the lead to 10-6. to Snaps good, holds good. The kick is up plenty of distance, sails through, and is good. So the Central Mount Wildcats get the first points of the second quarter, and they do it following a callback touchdown when an ineligible receiver made the catch, but they're able to stick it in the end zone following that penalty and take the lead 10-6 over the Seals. Pat, I don't understand why Central Mountain's coaches are so upset on that play. He's an ineligible receiver. You can't, like the NFL, say, okay, number 71 is eligible if he's on the line of scrimmage. He's either got to have a number where he's eligible or he's not. That was number 77. And they called it properly, in my opinion. Well, they were able to overcome that penalty and finish off as they're still chit-chatting it here on the sideline with the head coach about what the call is. But that completed a 15-play drive, covering with 10-19 to go here in the first half, covering 76 yards, took 7 minutes and 40 seconds, finished off the Gerlach one-yard touchdown run for the Central Mountain Wildcats, and they take the lead 10-6 over the Seals. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. Now the Seals Grove Seals will face some adversity here with a lot of the momentum going to the Central Mount Wildcats' way as they take the lead, as we mentioned, 10-6, but now they'll get the ball back, and you wonder over the years, how do the Seals answer when the opponent puts the ball into the end zone like they did there and take the lead, 10-6, with 10-19 to go here in the first half. A swift kick straight down the middle, be taken by Bastion at the 33-yard line, and that's where the Seals will take over first down and 10 at their own 33-yard line where sophomore quarterback Mark Pastore will jog out 
and lead the way for the Seals offense. That was a smart play by Bastion just to just to get on the football there. That was that was well kicked. I don't understand this. I mean, this this kicker, left-footed kicker, he kicks the ball 30 yards through the uprights, but they're squibbing on kickoffs. Well, they know Seal. something we don't know. So. Seals got good field position out of it. High formation for the first time. Mark Pastore walks up behind center with wide receivers each way. Turn, gives the pitch to Tucker Teeth, going left. Runs away from a defender. Gets beyond the 35 out to the 37-yard line. So to pick up about four, second down six for the sophomore running back, Tucker Teets. They get four yards a run. They can't stop you. Good job. And, and again, they're attacking the flanks. They're, they're going outside those big big guys. So I think that's a, a pretty darn good uh, offensive play, to, play call right there. Get away from their big people. Nate Alm is going to split far to the right with Bastion to the left. I formation on the second down, and they're calling it about seven, a long seven. This is going to go to Teets. Hit at the line of scrimmage, fall forward to the 39-yard line. This is going to be a third down and medium with 9.31 to go here in the first half. Seals go trailing for the first time tonight, 10-6 to the Wildcats. Person made a nice play from his linebacker position for Central Mountain. Um, the offensive line can't get to those guys and, and you can see what they're doing in there this is a big down right here it's a momentum builder for Seals Grove as they pop out of the huddle in this big third down plays they don't want to give it right back to the Central Mount Wildcats two wide receivers split to left Pastore under center long count blitz coming drops back got a man in his face rolls away from him looking downfield gets rid of it got Nate on it makes a catch he's at midfield in Central Mountain territory and we've seen a growth in Mark Pastore all season long and we just saw one of the biggest plays he'll make this midseason for the sophomore quarterback super job Mark he just got on the flank he waited for Almond to get open super play there were no other routes in that in that play that was a single one receiver route and it was a good throw and catch big play as all in made the catch got into central mountain territory the 45 yard line first down and 10 for the seals they stay with the eye formation with wide receivers to each side pastory under center gave it to tucker teats off the left second level dragon defender showing some strength able to take it inside the 40 down close to the 37 yard line and the Seals Grove Seals has a possession being put together as Mike, Coach Mike, making the calls from the sideline. Super job by the O-line again. They're doing a nice job. I, Especially, the, you know, as we can tell from up here, that field tilts a little bit. There's some 260-pound guys for Central Mountain in there, and the Seals O-line's doing a number on them. Logan Slogger, Stroud, Rothamel, Catherman, Max Maurer, the tight end, Steve Miller. Give it to the fullback this time. That's all out straight up the middle. Going to have first, first down, down as he gets inside the 35 to the 34-yard line. And, you know, I, I'm just reflecting on everything we talked about and how do the Seals Grove manage when they need to put a drive together against a good, tough opponent. And, boy, in terms of number of plays and how they're going about it, this might be the best drive we've seen from the Seals all year long. And they're doing it with that big offensive they line. They have to stay focused and stay with it. Really good calls coming in here, and they're taking advantage of things that are successful. This is good stuff. Stay with it. Stay focused. They stay with the tight formation, eye formation. Drop it back as Pastore, rolling to its left. 
He's going to make a man miss, and then he'll be dragged down. Right at the line of scrimmage as he rolled to the left, Old Fout was blocking ahead of him. But Mark Pastore, nice job. Just take the hit, go down, don't force anything. It is a yard loss. It'll be a second down and 11 for the Seals at the Central Mountain 41, excuse me, 36-yard line. I may have jinxed them, Pat. There there was penetration. Uh, The Wildcats were penetrating pretty well on that, and Mark didn't have much time. And there weren't, again, it's a max protection. Not many guys are going out for passes here. 6.40 to go in the first half. Seals Grove Trail 10-6. Blitz coming from the edges are shown by the Central Mount Wildcats. This is going to go to Ohio. Second level, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Seals Grove Seals. What did we say? <laughs> great focus, great call. I think he caught him. They caught him in a blitz, which is, which is, what you do on that. Run right at it. You called it perfectly, Pat. That they blitzed off the edge on both sides there. At least that's what it looked like from here, and there was nobody left inside. Brandon Heil, touchdown. Nice job. Nice, nice offensive drive, Coach Ferrero. And we uh, talk about the answer. Could they answer? And they certainly do. After Central Mountain had gained the momentum. They get it into the end zone for the score. Need this extra point. Watch here. Watch penetration inside. Nick Rice will do the holding. Bastion, good snap. Carter Young gets it through. Best kick of the night, and it sails over the netting and on top of the roof. As the Seals Grove Seals answer in a big way, they come back, able to regain the lead, leading by three, 13-10 over the Central Mountain Wildcats. We talk about it all the time. How do you answer? How do you deal with the adversity? And, boy, do they come back in a big way, led by their sophomore quarterback, Mark Pastore. Pulled their neck and said, let's play football, and they just did. That that was one of the best drives of the year so far against a quality opponent. And nice a, job offense. A seven-play drive covering 67 yards, took three minutes and 51 seconds. Heil races up the middle for a 36-yard touchdown run, another explosive play. For the Seals Grove offense, they regain a lead on a Carter Young extra point. Seals Grove now leading with 6:27 to go here in the first half, 13 to 10 over the Wildcats. Did you say that was a seven-play drive? Seven-play. Seven-play. Good job. Let's stay with it. Big-time answer for the Seals. That's Carter Young now will kick this one away. Brandon Howell gets his fourth rushing touchdown of the season. An offensive line given a big gaping hole, and he raced through it for the score. Curry Young punts or kicks this one away. Return man at the 11, 20, 25. Off the right side, dragging defender to the 32-yard line before he's taken down there. Gavin Bastion on the stop. Give credit also to number six involved in the stop. That's Sassaman for the Seals Grove kick coverage team. Now it's the defense looking to get a big stop here as the offense has just regained the lead. Hey, Pat, a little easier to read the Seals' numbers this week. (laughs) I'm not saying I dislike the gray uniforms. (laughs) thought they were sharp, but, man, tough to read the numbers in those babies. Tonight we can read them. Now it's the Central Mountain numbers. They're a little difficult to read, and it's just the fault of the numbers. They're very skinny, so sometimes it's hard to know if it's a 3, 2, or a 5. As they come out on offense, quick throw out here to Pence. Makes the catch at the 30. He just waved over by that Seals defense. One, two, three, four, five, six people, six white shirts to the ball. That's great. 
Great pursuit. Nice play by the defense. Four-yard loss. Remember, Steve, we talked about the Muhlenberg game, the Berwick game, about the flats, yep. about the quick throw, quick passing game. Seals Grove, they sure that one up quickly. As you said, all those hats getting to the tackle there and stopping Pence on that quick catch at the 30. A loss of four on it, so it's going to be a second down and 14 with 540 to go in the opening half. And Seals Grove leading 13-10 over the Central Mountain Wildcats. Quick snap. Gerlach throws it. Man makes the catch at the 28. Goes forward to the 33-yard line. All out in on the stop. Gavin Bastian as well. So good pursuit once again by that defense. Not much there. They're back to the original line of scrimmage, so it's going to be a third down and 10. That was a flank play. That was an RPO. Again, run, run pass option for folks that uh, the, the football vernacular here. That just means he's reading one person inside. If that person isn't where he wants to, he throws it to the flank. Seals Grove defended it very well. They're going to send one wide receiver out to the right, two to the left this time for Gerlach. Seals Grove leading 13-10. Third down and 10. Gerlach's going to roll left, looking, looking, under heavy pressure, and it's going to be swarmed over once again. Nice play. Nice coverage. Right here, the Bastion. And Hoover both jumped the receiver number three or eight with a number three, three yep. uh, for, for Central Mountain. That's where they were going to. But, again, did you see the, the pursuit and the pressure that Seals Grove had on the football? He didn't have enough time. Nice defensive series there. That's early, it well, early adjustments the Seals have made against this offense of the Wildcats, forcing a punting situation for Tyler Weaver. The explosive Teague Hoover and Tucker Teets back waiting for the punt. Get it away, and it's going to go off the side of the foot of Weaver, and it's going to give Seals wonderful field position in Central Mountain Territory, leading 13-10 as they go back on offense, looking to make it back-to-back scores for the Seals. That wasn't even a 10-yard punt. I'm going to say 8-yard, Zach, possibly. Well, and the thing is, it's Tyler Weaver, who you had just mentioned, was the receiver on that. He went out, and as he was going back to punt, Looked like he had a little hitch in his giddy-up. He's a left-footed punter, and that one just went off the side of his foot. Seals grow great field position at the Central Mountain 39-yard line. They lead 13-10 with 4.08 to go in the opening half. Pastore under center, gives it to Teets, going left, gets a block from Olthal, and it just hammered as he gains two before he's thrown back. And it's going to be a pickup, a short pickup that time by Tucker Teets. But I like the action going off the left. Picks up a yard. It's going to be a second down and nine for the Seals. It looks like it looks like Coach Ferrero wants to establish the run even more so now. And it's good because much unlike early in the season, they're not loading the box. As you can see, they're still playing how many people to, to defend. There's one, two, three. There's six people in the box. Safeties are rolled, but nice play. Quick throw by Pastore out to Gavin Bastion. Stiff arms the defender, trying to get to the 31-yard line before he swarmed over. But a quick throw by Mark Pastore. And, Steve, for your sophomore quarterback to take it out of center and get that throw away, that's pretty impressive by your sophomore quarterback. And we talked a bit about this on the way up. I love the quick game into the short side of the field. It's a much easier throw and catch, and that's exactly what he just did there. Where What Bastion's got to do, though, and this is coach speak here, put your foot in the ground and get north and south. Once you're dancing, the defense is pursuing. 
Shaka, or excuse me, eye formation behind Pastore. Drops back. Five-step drop under heavy pressure. Didn't see the defender coming, and it's blown up. That's Connor Foltz coming off from his safety position, able to get to Pastore as he's tackled outside of the 40, out to the 43-yard line. So it's going to be a fourth down and eight. And they'll jog Connor, or uh, Carter Young out to punt this away, trying to pin the Wildcats deeper in their territory. I don't know the blocking rules that the Seals have, but it looked to me like one of the backs was supposed to peel back for the outside man. Everything was blocked inside, and it was a blindside uh, blitz, and there was, I think it was Oath out uh, standing there. So I don't know if he didn't see him or he didn't peel back hard enough. Well, it ends up in a sack and a punny situation for the Seals as Young gets a beautiful kick by Carter Young as it's going to go out of bounds at the two-yard line. Looks like they'll mark it about the three-yard line. But what a beautiful punt by your sophomore punter. And look great coming off his foot. It's got that nice little spiral look to it. And Teague Hoover was down there if he needed a catch. And then it bounced out of bounds. What a play. He he basically tapped it out of bounds at the three. I'm I'm like you. I thought that went out at the two, but they're saying three. I I don't know. I wouldn't argue that. (laughs) Maybe there were years when I would argue that. (laughs) You seem a little more relaxed about that call. (laughs) Nice but, job, nice punt, and great coverage. And it comes at a great time. One fifty-six to go here in the first half. Central Mountain deeper in their own territory at their own three-yard line, trailing the Seals thirteen to ten. Got a quick hand or a quick snap that time. Gerlock just trying to fall forward as he's going to get it to the five-yard line. So he's going to pick up two, and it will be a second down and eight. Got a man down, and Steve Miller's calling for the staff on the sideline. 62. Yeah, Catherman slow to get up. Give a chance to look at some updated scores for you. And the best way to do that is to simply go to the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. Once you bring it up, you hit the top left corner, and after you get the little advertisement there, but I'm going to walk you through this. We're at As we're waiting here, but uh, man down on the field. But again, left-hand corner, go up, high school football scores, and that's the way you do it. And you can get all the updated scores for you. And it's brought to you by Blaze Alexander Nissan, bringing our out-of-town scoreboard. Schmokin leading Chickalemi 14-0. That can be heard on WKOK. Also, Jersey Shore leading Milton 17-0 in the second. Northwest all over Warrior Run 32-0. Southern pounding Central Columbia, 42-0. That's in the second. Mount Carmel and Danville. Mount Carmel leads Danville. The Ironman, 20-7. Mifflinburg and Montoursville tied 7-7. And Junietta leading Midwest, 22-0. That's your out-of-town scoreboard brought to you by Blaze Alexander Nissan, who brings us our out-of-town scoreboard. Pat, it looks like Catherman's walking off under his own power there and... uh Maybe he just got a shot to the lower leg, but he looks like he's okay. Let's hope he's okay. Or if it's so, checking in for him will be 63. And of course, that is Max Mauer. He'll line up at the right defensive end position. Second down and eight for the Wildcats. 128 to go in the opening half. Seals Grove leading 13 to 10. Long count by Gerlock. Takes a snap, drops back into the end zone. Look, it got a lot of time. Now gets rid of it. Try to get it to the receiver on the right sideline. Defended well out there by the Seals. Is that Nate Ahmed on the coverage? It was intended for Weaver. Unable to make the connection. It's a third down and 10 for the Wildcats. Big play here. 
Big play here. If they can keep them in here and they're struggling with their punter, if they can – I don't want to jinx them here, Pat, <laughs> but this is third down and it looks like seven or eight. Uh, big situation here for Central Mountain Wildcats, but with a minute 14 on the clock, Seals Grove could possibly get the ball in a positive situation. See how they handle it here. See if Gerlach just runs with it. run out of time. They have two seconds on the play clock. They get it off. Gerlach is going to keep it on a quarterback design run. He's to the 10-yard line. That's going to be it. Was there a flag thrown in the backfield with the whistle blows there? Give a chance to update you on our Blaze Alexander Ford, Built Ford, tough game of the week. We're keeping an eye on the Milton-Jersey Shore game, and we talked about Jersey Shore's leading Milton at this point, 17-0. The Jersey Shore Bulldogs are undefeated at 6-0, and Milton is at 5-1. and Again, that's our Blaze Alexander Ford, Built Ford, tough game of the week, where it's worth the drive to Route 45. That's the Blaze Alexander Ford, tough game of the week. Okay, there was a penalty, a holding penalty that Seals Grove declined, so it's fourth down, and it looks like we're calling a timeout. Coach Hicks is calling a timeout, but there was a hold in the backfield for for Central Mountain when Pat was going through the scores there, and they declined the ball, declined a penalty, which was a great call, but I'm saying this from our side of the field, they're talking about something here, and I've seen crazier things, but not having a good punter is this a fake punt situation i don't know coach hicks saw something called a timeout something could be up right here with central mountain a minute one on the clock and seals grove is going to get the ball somehow you know obviously if a crazy mistake isn't made uh but it looks like the uh the the timeout came in a good good time for seals grove Following the timeout, we reset things here. It'd be a fourth down, punting situation, like you said. Tyler Weaver does the putting. Did not have a good punt the last time. See how they handle it. One minute to go here in the first half. Seals Grove leading 13-10. The ball sits at the 10-yard line. Brandon Heil trying to come off the edge. The punt is away. It's a good punt. Sails out of bounds. Teague Hoover runs over to try to catch it, but it's out of bounds as he pats the Central Mountain coach on the back. To let them know that, uh, you know, you okay, I'm okay, we're all good. So Seals Grove will take over. 56 seconds to go here in the first half, and it's all what you talk about. How do you handle this here? 37-yard line. Seals Grove known to have all season long explosive plays. This would be huge going into halftime. They lead 13-10. We're looking for Smoke Dam Health Center backbreaker plays of the game. This would be a wonderful opportunity to gain all the momentum going into halftime. As you said, it's at the 37-yard line for the Seals. They have to block it up because they're going to come after them. Heil split far to the left. In the slot is Almond. Two wide receivers to the right. Pastore takes a snap, getting some pressure. Going to take off and run for the first time. He's got some room. Makes a cut at the 30-yard line inside the 30, down to the 26-yard line. It's going to be a first-down pickup, so they're going to move the chains. The Seals will quickly get up to the line of scrimmage as he's able to take it to the 27-yard line on the run by your quarterback. Quick throw this time. Out to Bastion. Makes the catch. Try to pull away from a defender and finally going to be stopped about the 21-yard line, and he's going to be hurt here on the near side is Gavin Bastion after making that catch. He was trying to 
pull his foot out of the would-be tackle, and two defenders for Central Mountain finishing him off, and he's going to be slow to get up as the medical staff checking him out here for Central Mountain on the near side, and JT will sprint across to check out your freshman receiver. Thir- uh, I'm sorry. Keep going. Just going to say, 36 seconds left here on the first half clock. Seals Grove, do, they do have two timeouts remaining as they're looking to try to get a late score here in the first half. To kind of show the listeners a picture here, what was happening, and I hate to say it because he got hurt, but Bastion kind of made a young young man's mistake right there, especially when the clock is running, you're near the sideline, he couldn't get under the, out, out of bounds to stop the clock, but they had his ankles and he kept trying to get forward, which is a natural thing to do, right? But what he really should do is just go down right now so that the offense can set up. Um, and unfortunately, because of that, they had his ankle. Somebody came in and hit him. It looks like he's he's okay. Well, he's limping pretty good, but um, that's kind of a freshman mistake there, and he'll learn from it. I saw Coach Ferrero's hands going up to tell him to get down, but, um, of course, it's 50 yards away. We saw it a little bit cleaner than Mike did. So he I is hope he's okay. Maybe a cramp, but we're not going to speculate as he'll make his way to the sideline on the second down and five. 36 seconds to go here in the opening half. Seals Grove leading 13 to 10. Shotgun formation for Pastore. Steve Miller in the backfield with Pastore. Blitz coming off the edge. Pastore looking over the middle. It's got a man. Makes the catch at the 10. He'll be tackled immediately at the 10-yard line. That's Tucker Teets making the catch. And with the first down, the clock will stop once again. And they'll get quickly up to the line of scrimmage. They're running the clock. Taking a snap is Pastore. Looking. And now there's going to be a flag See, on the play. I, I have my, That's wrong. They're calling, they're calling that a procedure. And the official back here set the clock to go. The chains weren't ready to go. They weren't set. That was the, that was the referee's fault right there. And Seals Grove's paying for it. I hate that situation right there. That was wrong. So they walk off the penalty, put it as a 15-yard line. So now we got some movement up front. Maybe we'll get that right back. But just to go to your point, is exactly, isn't that the whole idea that you stop the clock? Isn't the purpose to reset the chains? Exactly. And the chains weren't set. Seals Grove, the the receiver was out there watching the chains. The referee ran the, the go for the clock to run. And this is McNamara, the head referee, big, big time known in District 4. But I've done a lot of games where he's covering, and it always comes down to some situation like this that you just get frustrated with the that, guy. Like you said, wrong. like that's you said, the whole idea to stop the clock is reset the chains. They weren't even close to getting them set up, and he ran, he ran the clock, like you said, and they snapped it. And the official right. on the side that was near the chains is the one that threw the flag. That's right. And and uh, Seals Grove wasn't set, so it was the right call that he saw but the official ran the clock well i'm going on and on here it's worth mentioning it's frustrating because then it's followed by another penalty and all the momentum they were just riding after the tucker teats catch is for not as they move the ball out to the 20 yard line so now you're just looking for the perfect situation and that would be to finish off the half with a touchdown so we can put all this behind us get get points on the board somehow some way and and we're out of timeout seals grows out of timeouts um, because they had a call one right there. Boy, that situation, that whole thing is poorly officiated. So now they're forced in a first and goal to go from the Central Mountain 20. Pastore drops back. Look at it. It's got a pass 
to Albit. Makes the catch at the five, and it'll go out of bounds. Is it? Nice throwing catch. I'm talking to myself here. Sorry, Pat. That's okay. I'm looking at the clock. There's 13 seconds. The clock stopped. It's first and goal on the five-and-a-half, five-yard line. No timeouts. After a big catch by your senior receiver, Mark Pastore drops back, and he gets rid of it. Looking for Connor Grove under a lot of pressure. Was Mark Pastore rolling to his right? He's upset with himself after that pass. He's jumping up and down. He thinks he could have had it there. Okay, there's no time here. I, I don't know. Ten seconds to go on the clock. He's got to know where he is. He's at the five-yard line. Shotgun formation for Mark Pastore. Now we're going to have more whistles here and another flag thrown here as they continue to chit-chat as McNamara will make another call here. Another Another false. I don't think it looks like, again, you know, it gives them more room. You know, you talk about how it condenses this close. You know they're throwing the ball. Give the receivers a little more room to work. Third down goal to go from the 10 with 10 seconds to go here in the half. Seals Grove leading 13-10. Pastore drops back. Look at Looking, going to take off and run with it. It's going to get inside the five, knocked out of bounds. Okay, they got to kick a field goal. Have to kick a and field Mark goal. And Mark Pastore gets up limping. He's grabbing his hip area as he gets coming back to the line of scrimmage. There's, they just gave Seals Grove another timeout. So now they'll mark it at Hurry the five-yard line. Seals Grove, get set and go. Get set and go quickly. They're going to run the clock. Hurry up. Get They're lined on up there. Timeout. Seals Grove's on their fourth timeout right now. Well, I know we're all relying on the clock as everybody is, but they, as up. we know, Get that's set. not official there. Two seconds to go as Carter Young will spot it down at the 11-yard line, looking for his first field goal of the season from 21 yards off the Gavin Bastion snap, Nick Rice hold. Look for the pressure straight up the middle as Central Mountain now is going to call a timeout here with two seconds to go here in the first half. I think, I don't know if Zach can go back, and you probably can't, but I think that's the fourth timeout that Seals Grove called. Yeah, I know you can't, but uh, that was a strange, uh, just a crazy set of, events right there right I yeah mean, i mean you go all the way back to the tucker t sketch he makes the catch at the 10 they're in business going to set the change what they didn't set get a false start on that one then the following they they go up to the line of scrimmage get another false start then he hit all down to the five yard line pastori tries to find connor grove didn't get it to him upset with himself that he thinks he had something but then he takes off and run and the bigger story now is he got up limping did mark pastori after that run so hopefully he's okay he's but, tough but the bottom line here is Seals Grove has an opportunity to get a score here to push their lead out to 16-10 to go into halftime. They've struggled. You mentioned this up front. you got to protect up front, not let somebody get through the middle here. Off this bastion snap, Nick Rice hold, and looking for the field goal from sophomore Carter Young. Good snap, holds good, kick is up at plenty of distance, sails through, and it's good. So let's put all that one behind. A Seals Grove gets a late score here to take it 16-10 lead. I think it's worth when we get a chance to, to talk about 
and explain what you and I are talking about and what the officials did and didn't do. Because it, it could have cost Seals Grove points right there. And there's a lot of discussion going on there as the officials chit-chatting with Derek Hicks and the coaching staff. You see the senior captains, Brandon Heil, Rautemal, talking to the officials as well, trying to get an explanation here. But Seals Grove will get late points here to end the first half, leading 16-10, or a crazy ending to that first half for both teams. But, again, Seals Grove defense comes up big after the Carter Young great punt that pinned them deep, Central Mountain deeper in their own territory. Seals Grove defense comes up big. They get great field position off a bad punt, and they get points on the board. So in terms of the way it shook out there to end that first half, Seals Group's got to be pleased with the extra three points as they take a six-point lead into halftime. Take a break. Come back. We'll have the Eagle 107 halftime show for you as Seals Grove Seals lead 16-10 over the Central Mountain Wildcats. This is Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107, eagle107.com on the SBC Sports Live YouTube channel. Are you looking for a job? Join and team with over 40 years of experience. Truck and Trailer Sales of Seals Grove, the largest tractor-trailer dealership in the region, has immediate openings for truck drivers for commercial trucks. A CDL is a must, or they will train the right person. Please apply in person at Truck and Trailer Sales, 1273 South Market Street, Seals Grove, or call 570-374-1114. Make your decision an excellent choice. Hello. Um, is this the pizza shop? Yeah, that's right. What do you want? I would like to order a pizza for delivery. Well, stop flapping your jaw. Tell me what you want there. Cupcake? Cupcake? No, I, I want pizza. Yeah, I got that. But you're wasting my time with all this nonsense instead of giving me your order. Want a more pleasant experience when you're hungry? Well, Bella's Pizza and Sealands Grove will treat you like family. Call or stop in before or after the game. At Bella's, your hometown pizza shop, enjoy delicious handmade pizza, subs, wings, and more. Open seven days a week for pickup, dine-in, or delivery. Call 570-374-2900. Bella's Pizza, 29 South Market Street in Sealands Grove. Like them on Facebook. Growing up in the construction business, my dad always taught us that quality wasn't just a word that you throw around. It was a way of life. When you choose quality, you'll get what you pay for. That's how I've always felt working with Glicks here in central Pennsylvania. The garage doors they offer are high quality and their installers do a fantastic job. If you're looking for a quality garage door, then Glicks should be your first call. I'm Todd Ross and I'm happy to recommend Glicks. Hi, this is Bob Schoen, the general manager of Blaze Alexander Ford, Route 45 in Lewisburg. And for years, we've been saying it's worth the drive to Route 45. Well, what does that mean? It means you're going to get the lowest price guaranteed on any new or used vehicle in stock. Check out our inventory at BlazeAlexanderFord.com and compare it to the competition. It means we have a selection of over $12 million of inventory. So whatever it is that you're looking for, we typically have it on our lot. It means you're going to get service after the sale that's second to none. Plus, at Blaze Alexander Ford, you're always going to get the most for your trade-in. Don't make a $1,000 mistake. Make the drive to Route 45 in Lewisburg. Eagle 107. Welcome back to halftime here at Central Mountain High School as the Seals Grove Seals get the late score, a 21-yard field goal by Connor Young, Carter Young, able to push the Seals Grove lead to 16-0 over the Central Mountain Wildcats. Looking at the score recap here. It started out with a Nate Almond 37-yard touchdown reception with 10.39 to go in that first quarter. Four-play drive covering 63 yards. Took a minute and 14 seconds. The extra point was no good, but Seattle's Grove led on that explosive play from sophomore quarterback Mark Pastore 
to Nate Almond. Nate Almond's third touchdown reception of the season and seventh passing touchdown for your sophomore quarterback. Again, Seals Grove led at that point six to nothing. But the Central Mount Wildcats would come back of a drive on their own on their ensuing drive, and they eventually would get a 22-yard field goal by Tyler Weaver. That completed a seven-play drive covering 55 yards, took three minutes and three seconds. The extra, the field goal, like I said, would push the lead or Seals Grove's lead just to 6-3. That would be the score at the end of the first quarter. Then Central Mountain would take the lead on a Gerlach one-yard touchdown run with 10-19 to go in the first half, completing a 15-play drive, going 76 yards. Took seven minutes and 40 seconds, the extra point good, and the Central Mount Wildcats would get their first lead of the game, leading 10-6 over the Seals. The Seals would come back. We asked them. We challenged the Seals Grove offense. Can you come back and score? And they certainly did on a seven-play drive covering 76 yards, took three minutes and 51 seconds. The extra point was good, and Seals Grove led at that point 13-10. to 10. So the Seals Grove Seals would give the ball back to Central Mountain after a punt by Carter Young that pinned the Central Mountain Wildcats deeper in their territory, and after running three plays, they had to punt it away. Tyler Weaver punted away, short punt, gave Seals Grove great field position in Central Mountain Territory and the Seals Grove Seals would overcome penalties to eventually get the 21-yard field goal from your sophomore kicker, Carter Young. And again, that's where we stand. As the Seals Grove Seals lead the Central Mountain Wildcats 16-10 here at halftime. Steve, it was a half, a first quarter that we kept referring to was a very interesting first quarter as both teams were going back and forth, got big scores to start the game, but then kind of settled down. But then the end of that half, very interesting way that half ended, a lot that we had talked about. Seals Grove had to overcome some penalties, questionable penalties, uncertain about the use or the management by the officials. But credit to Seals Grove, they showed some composure and eventually got the three points in that first half. I, I call it grit. That that was really some terrific grit that um, Seals Grove used there because, again, and I saw the coaches, I don't want to necessarily bend on this for a while, but so everybody knows what happened here. Seals Grove got a got a first down. When you get a first down in high school football, the, cl- the clock stops. They don't have to call a timeout and the reason why the clock stops so that the chain gang can move the chain with the official or the referee behind the offense seals grove's offense is going out to to line up the far receiver and i don't know who that was it might have been Ahmed. basically looks to the side judge to set the ball so he can align well the clock runs the, the official runs the clock. The chains weren't even moved yet. That whole side, including the referee on uh, from the middle of the field, starts to everything moving, and the chains aren't set yet. Consequently, the receiver's not set yet. They throw a flag on the receiver when the ball should not have been ready played until the chains are set. That's his job. The referee's looking right at him. He didn't do that. Consequently, they get... In a sense, they they got they got the unfortunate end of that. Basically, ten yards in penalties right there, and shouldn't have. It's it, it, it's a huge point in the fact that following that, 
we know the game is about momentum. We know it's about getting, you know, getting that momentum. You hear it all the time. And, boy, after the catch by Tucker Teets, put him at the 10-yard line. They were quickly getting up to the line of scrimmage. The first down was made. It looked like they were going to take it in for a score right. and advance the, the lead to possibly 20-10 going into halftime. So you have this penalty, and then you have another penalty, which is another false start, and then you get Pastore has to take off and run. Then we get the question whether it was four timeouts, three timeouts. The coaching staff here for Central Mountain were yelling that it was their fourth timeout taken there, so that's a questionable one. That's why at this point we're going to talk about the official a little bit. It's, you know, broadcaster 101. You don't want to get too caught up in that, but we're just talking about reality here. That's right. They lost control of that game at the end, and like you're saying, it costs four points potentially for the seals they'd settle for a field goal instead of what looked like it was going to be a touchdown after they had made the catch got a first down at 10 yard line and we know the explosiveness of the seals that they were going to potentially take it for a touchdown what could have been a smoking him health center backbreaker play of the game absolutely and the, the officials i call it laziness because they got to be on the same page right and and the, the the offense is waiting for the ball to be put set to go the play's in, and the, and the doggone side, ju- side judge on the other side's not even ready because he's looking at the, the, the uh, down and distance marker. Then he throws the flag on, again, I, it might have been Allman. I don't know who it was out there, but, oh, my goodness. And then, again, it came right back. So the reality of it should have been first and goal at the five with about 18 seconds on the clock if they did it properly. Instead... Two penalties kicked them back. They then got a first, uh, got the ball down close by Mark's run. Okay, and then Seals Grove essentially called a timeout, which everybody thinks was their fourth. <laughs> Stopped the clock, and then he kicked the field goal with two seconds left. Consequently, it's a 16 to 10 game. But as you said, should have been four more pants. Should have been a should really be a 20, possibly a 20 to 10 score right now, and it could have been. And, and uh, that's unfortunate, but that's part of the game, I guess. We're here at halftime as the Seals Grove Seals lead the Central Mount Wildcats 16-10. to 10. The Seals Grove Seals trying to make it five in a row, win five in a row as Central Mount Wildcats are trying to do something they haven't done since 2009, and that's get six wins on the season. So still a lot more to play for here as we're at halftime here from Central Mountain High School, the marching band entertaining the crowd. The Seals Grove Seals marching band do a great job year in and year out, and the fans on the road always enjoy this presentation. So sit back and enjoy this if you're here at Central Mountain High School. We're going to take a break, come back, and we think we're going to get the Seals Grove Seals athletic rundown, trying to deal with some programming glitch there, but we're going to chit-chat about that and hopefully have that for you after this break. Seals Grove leading 16-10. This is Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107, eagle107.com, and the SBC YouTube Sports Live YouTube channel. There is so much family fun at Cole Stony Hill Tree Farm, like the 50 huge outdoor games right here on the lawn. Yes, I know. Cole Stony Hill Tree Farm has hundreds of pumpkins in the pumpkin patch, too. Oh, there you are at the corn cannon. Oh, I bet the pumpkin chunkin' giant slingshot's next. You have to aim this just right. Well, stop running. You're going to get... Oh, where's everybody? Lost in 
the maze. You're just going on the hayride alone. Cole's Stony Hill Tree Farm, Mexico Road, Milton, and Cole'sStonyHill.com. Corn Maze is open through November 7th. Blaze Alexander Nissan has the new Nissan you want in stock or on the way. Looking for the newly redesigned 22 Pathfinder? We have four in stock and many more on the way. Reserve yours today. Need a truck? Reserve the all-new 22 Nissan Frontier coming soon. Looking for used? We have the largest pre-owned Nissan inventory ever. And they're priced to sell. The time is now to save. Check us out online at alexandernissan.com or stop and shop Alexander Nissan. We're taking deals the other guys won't. School can be complicated, but banking doesn't have to be. Whether it's saving money for a car, depositing cash from your summer job, or trying to figure out what building credit means, you never have to worry. Because for all of your money questions, you've got Nori Bank. Find us at noribank.com and stop by any of our branches to get started. The Northumberland National Bank. Member FDIC. Okay, Anthony, we got a busy day again today. Let's get moving. Ma, I know. Orders for our famous Italian subs, our brujuto paninis, and a ton of cannolis have to be made. Ma, I know. If you know, then you got to get moving. Our customers count on us to bring them our authentic Italian experience. I know, Ma. Our Lewisburg Deli brings a piece of Brooklyn to the valley. I got it, Ma. Don't worry about it. Well, if you got it, Anthony, then start working before I show you a piece of Brooklyn. I'm Noah from the Lewisburg Deli Contestant on Market Street in downtown Lewisburg, where Mary Lynn, Anthony, and I will treat you like family to serve you our authentic Italian foods. Visit Visit us at lewisburgdelicatessen.com and on our Facebook page. This is Eagle 107. Welcome back to Bill Hall here at Central Mountain High School. Seals Grove takes in the 16-10 lead here at halftime. As the Seals Grove Seals trying to make it five wins in a row and trying to keep Central Mountain from picking up their sixth win in the season, which will be the first time since 2009. We talked about a little bit of a glitch in our programming, but we're going to give this a shot as we do each week as we are able to get the SEALs athletic rundown. And to do that, we go to Murphy O'Brien. rundown from our beat reporter Murphy O'Brien apologize for the glitch there don't know if you were able to hear that so we will uh, gear it up and get it ready for next week if you didn't but again it's a segment we've introduced this year and 
Boy, it's been nice again. A lot of good feedback as Murphy runs down all the other scores going on throughout the week for the Seals Grove Seals Athletics. So, you know appreciate that. When you think Blizzard, but hey, fans, how about some food? Try their burgers and sandwiches. And we're here at halftime as Seals Grove leading the Central Mountain Wildcats 16-10. We're joined by a special guest. Sean Carey, and if anybody knows Sunbury Broadcasting and we're familiar with Sean, Bro- Sean with Sunbury Broadcasting, you know Sean Carey's best in the biz, and we're appreciative and, and honored for him to join us here. And very familiar area for Sean here at Mill Hall in uh, Central Mountain High School, but good game we're having here tonight, and I'm glad you could join us. First off, how you been? <laughs> it's been, been too long. Yeah, it's way too long. Is way Murphy too long. driving a car. Okay. Okay. She's got her, she, she's got her learners, she's driving, and uh, we've been very proud of what she's done. <laughs> <laughs> what I had left of it, that's one thing I tell people, I don't got to worry about that anymore. So, uh, but yeah, we're doing well, and how about you? How you feel? How you doing? We're doing well, too. Miss you guys a lot. Um, finally get a chance to get to a game. Nice little change of pace, but um, you know, being with you guys for seven years, but uh, being in the being in the studio and running pregame and postgame and, and halftime, it was uh, so much fun. Yeah, we had so much fun. Long time with, uh, of course, Ryan Brandt uh, leading the way um, for Oops. us. Oops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's if it's Brandt or Bronx or something, but you remember that guy. But uh, then we had Dave Hess join us uh, on the broadcast and. And now we're having Steve Briggs. So in terms of what we're able to do from a broadcasting standpoint, uh, you led the way. You, you held the bar uh, so high for such a long time. And, uh, you know, we're, we're continuing things here. And uh, But, again, we always appreciated what you're able to do for us. And now you've moved on to other things. Uh, how's that going for you? How's the adjustment transition to your new gig? It's going well. It's, it's, it's just a new set of challenges and just doing something I love every single day, but uh, a little closer to home. I'm thankful, thankful for that. Well, when you see gas prices, what they are, everyone can relate to that. So we're glad you made that transition uh, for the betterment of your situation. But in terms of Sunbury Broadcasting, I'm sure to speak for the group when we say, you know, missing you dearly, but there's not a person who wouldn't understand why the move had to be made. And um, But, again, how long were you at Sunbury Broadcasting as you made your career choice years and years ago? 23 years. 23 yeah, years. started with WKOK back in uh, May of 1995, and uh, uh, one of a small few being the first to be on Eagle 107 when the first came on the air back on, on April 18th, 1998. 98. I remember just celebrating the, the birthday not too long ago for Eagle 107, the first time you uh, put a song on the radio and there then things are still going strong and something you talk about love uh, what you're doing and uh Sun, eagle 107 sunbear broadcasting allows me to come out and, and do this for year in and year out uh, and do something i love doing as well and what are some of the other ventures that you're able to get into with your your new gig and uh you're Tell us where you're at and, and what, you know, what goes on there. Now it's backyard broadcasting in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, so just a little upriver compared to Seattle, you know, where, uh, of course, where Sunbury Broadcasting is based. And what's great, I went from well, I went from one family business to another, nice. which is great. And it's all about it's all about hometown radio. It's all about live and local, which is what Sunbury Broadcasting has been all about for decades. And it was just a great privilege for me just to be a small part of that for, for those 23 years for me. Talking to Sean Carey, longtime employee of Sunbury Broadcasting. He was our producer producer on Eagle 107 for seven years and you heard him say and we always referred to him the best in the biz and, and we miss him dearly. For those who don't know 
Lock Haven's my hometown. Yes. I drove from Lock Haven to Sunbury every day. I was racking up 120 miles a day down I-80, Route 15, back and forth every day. Some know that, most don't. Well, and for those people who took the drive up here, you can appreciate that, the drive up 80 and getting off on 220 and coming here. Imagine having to do that day in and day out. Every other year, that Shikolemi football play-by-play announcer, he would complain about that drive up here. (laughs) They were referring to Kevin Hur. Who? Uh, (laughs) But uh, also a gig that you've taken up as we're here at halftime, get ready to start the second half, and we're going to get right back. But uh, you've done a lot of different things with the Little League World Series as well. And, uh, you know, we appreciate appreciate your voice being out there. You're the best in the biz, Sean. We appreciate you being yeah, here. Yeah, PA announcer for the Little League World Series. Had a chance to uh, PA announce five games uh, back in August, and it was a blast, and hopefully they'll have me back next year. As the Seals Grove Seals will kick this one away, going to go with a little reverse this time, going left, return man up the sideline to the 35 and bounced out of bounds to the 38-yard line after Carter Young was able to punt that one away. Going to take a look at some statistical numbers here as the seals grove seals lead here 16 10 and sean as we uh get steve back on the air here in a second but uh enjoy watching it uh from this um vantage point i would imagine up here at millhouse and finally seeing the band too unreal great so great bunch of kids they did a great job entertaining the crowd as they do uh weekend and week out so Seals Grove come out on defense to start the second half, leading 16-10. Gerlach in a shotgun formation with two backs behind him. Straight up the middle this time, not much there, able to take it down. Steve Miller involved in the stop also, Corey Rumberger. Sean, what would you see on the play there? I'm just listening. They <laughs> <laughs> wish most people are doing. I think so. for Central Mountain up here, this is a long time coming, this 5-1 and one start. And, one, and some, some people that are close to the Central Mountain uh, football program, the concern that they've been having is uh, tackling. And you're into week seven. By now, you got to get, for, as soon as you get contact on that first guy, you got to take him down and finish the play. As Seals Grove did on that last player as, after the two-yard pickup by the Wildcats. Second down and eight. Deep man gets the call again. That's Pence going off the right side. It's going to pick up a few yards as he crosses the 45 out to the 46-yard line, and it'll bring up a third down play here for the Central Mountain Wildcats. First possession to start the second half. Seals Grove leading 16-10. Going under 11 minutes to go here in the third. Big game for both teams in hack one. Both teams, I and Jersey Shore. Central Mountain has them at the end of the year. Seals Grove played them in the second week to a 9-7 loss. So still a lot to play for for both these teams if they have any hopes of winning the Hack 1 regular season championship. Gerlock in a shotgun formation. Blitz coming by Hile. They throw away from him. Go to the other side. Catch is made. A first down pickup for the Central Mountain Wildcats at midfield. As they'll have it first down and 10 for the Wildcats. Sean, appreciate you being up here, taking the trip up here to the top of the booth. I'm glad you could be with us. Best in the biz. I've always referred to you that way. brought you up to the penthouse again. (laughs) (laughs) It's great to see you. Yeah, glad you could be here. We talk about it's been way too long. We'll get together with Sean. And we'll get Ryan Brandt and Zach Showers. A A celebrity again. A celebrity. (laughs) (laughs) Now he's a great one. We love Sean Carey to death. We always refer to him the best in the biz. Is this going to go to Pence again? Rube up the right sideline as the coaching staff looking for a hole. Late flag will come in. Another one will come in as well. The coaching staff on the far side exploded 
after Pence had broken off to the right side. It looked like he was going to pick up a first down, but that might be negated by a penalty. Yeah, it's either it's either a block in the back or a or a hold uh, by Central Mountain. That's a big play. That's a big big play. The officials will talk this out here, deciding how they're going to handle that. Allowed to remind you that Penn State football, Nitty Lions football, News Radio 1070 WKOK, and streaming online at WKOK.com, the SBC Sports uh, Sunbury Broadcasting app with Alexa. Saturday night, the Nitty Lions head to Iowa, tailgate show at 2 30, kickoff at 4. Visit WKOK.com schedule and find out how to enable the WKOK Alexa skill. Follow- that, that brings it back to, to first and. 16 it was a it was a legal use of the hands on so, a big play so central mountain will have it at their own 45 yard line first and 15 man goes in motion gerlock gives it a flea flicker go back to gerlock turns looking for a man over the middle teague hoover tries to go up and knock it away unable to and the catch is going to be made by Foltz as he's between the hash on the flea flicker all the way down to the sealants grove 17 maybe the 18 yard line we just talked about it, Zach and I, when, when Sean in, was on the on the call here. Um, I said there's going to be a trick here somewhere, and that's exactly what happened. It was a flea flicker. <coughs> Could have thrown it to three receivers, actually. Excuse me. So they break out of the huddle after the long play down to the Sealers Grove 19-yard line. Wide receivers to each side. Man goes in motion. Snap goes to Gerlock. Going to hand it off to the man going left to right. Looks like it's Foltz. Makes a move at the 15, and then he's going to be tackled inside the 15 by Bastion. As Bastion gets up limping again, looks like they'll spot it down about the 17, no, the 18-yard line. So it's going to be short of a first down, second down, and four for the Central Mountain Wildcats as they're on the move deep in Seals Grove territory. This is where they've got to bull the neck again, Pat. In the red zone, field shrinks. That was just a, a speed sweep, a jet sweep. Two to the left, one to the right this time for Gerlock. Long snap. Takes a snap. It looked like Wallizer or the fullback on the right went a little too soon, and that's going to be a false start. Goes against the Central Mountain Wildcats. That's big as well. That's going to bring it back to second down and nine. Ball should be around the 19-yard line, 18-yard line. 9:04 to go here in the third. Seals Grove leading 16 to 10 over the Central Mountain Wildcats. Seals Grove end up with 193 yards total offense in that first half to Central Mountain's 106. Seven first down for the Seals, six for the Central Mountain Wildcats in that first half. 66 rushing yards for the Seals, 127 through the air. 37 rushing yards, 69 in the pass for the Central Mount Wildcats all in that first half. Gerlach under every pressure, rolling to his right. He's going to get rid of it, throw out of bounds as it was Catherman and Steve Miller or Ethan Miller on the attack that time trying to get to Gerlach, and he just threw it away. That was great pressure. That was an inside blitz, but as importantly, they contained him, and he had to go out and around. He just threw that away, and now we're back to a long down situation again. It's third in. Nine left hash, balls on the 18-yard line. 16-10 lead for the Seals, 8.59 to go after the throwaway by Gerlach under heavy pressure from the Seals' defense. Third down and nine. Two to the right, two to the left. Shotgun formation, lone back in the backfield. Pence goes in motion from left to right. 
Rolling to her right is Gerlach. Under heavy pressure from Ethan Miller. Ethan Miller is able to get to him, forces the bad throw, intercepted by Heil, and Heil's able to work himself from left to right, and finally going to be stopped as he crosses the 25-yard line out to the 27-yard line, 28-yard line, and Seals Grove gets the turnover. That was great defense. They motioned to a trip set from from the uh, empty set. Brandon Hiles in just backed. Uh, I used the term uh, Tampa 2 technique that they did earlier in the season. That's exactly what he did. And there was great pressure. He threw it up. Huge interception from our big play man, Brandon Heil. And Ethan Miller from his nose tackle position was the one that got in there, put heavy pressure on Gerlach. Gerlach got rid of it. As you said, Heil stepped in front of it, makes the interception, and the Seals were able to hold Central Mountain from points on that possession. Turn, give it to the lone back in the backfield. Tucker Teets, as he's going to drag a defender to the 34-yard line. So he's going to get six on the carry that time. It'll be a second down and four for the Seals. Looking at wrapping up that first half stats. Five penalties for the Seals, one for the Central Mountain Wildcats. Pastor ended nine for 12, 127 yards and a touchdown in that first half. As Gerlach was eight for 10 for 69 yards. Fultz had four catches for 55 yards. Nate Almond, three catches for 68 yards and a touchdown for the Seals. Second down and four. Pastor turns, gives it to the fullback. That's Ethan Miller. He's going to be close to a first down pickup. He needed four, and I think he got four and a half. That will be a first down for the freshman fullback, Ethan Miller. Uh, Mark Pastore looks okay. He's not limping. Uh, he He's back here. Bastion, although, is limping, and he's still playing, but uh, he's out there. He comes back into the huddle following that first down pickup by Ethan Miller. It'll be a first down and 10. The Seals have it at their own 38-yard line. This possession comes off a Brandon Heil interception of a Gerlach pass. Tucker Teets gets the call. Going right, he'll pick up a yard, and that's going to be it. Good flow that time by the defensive lineman, able to take yeah, Teets down. Looked like 70 was on the stop, and that's going to be Ergot on the stop for the Central Mount Wildcats after the one-yard pickup. Pat, you took the word right out of my oh. right out of my mouth. There was a good they uh, Central Mountain slanted this way. They're running the the stretch play weak, and they slanted right into it. That's tough on the O line. As Mark Pastoria looks over the defense on the second down and nine, blitz coming off the edge. Mark Pastore gets rid of it. He's got a man out there. Bastion trying to make the play, knocks it away. Becomes a defensive back on that one, and he definitely is hobbling. He wasn't able to explode into that. We've seen him make athletic plays throughout the year, but unfortunately he's definitely got a little bit of hitch in his giddy-up, and he's unable to make a play, but he does knock it away on a potential interception by the Wildcat defense. Like the call, though. You know, that's that's stretching them. There's no question. And and what's happening? The, the pass rush that we saw earlier, we're not getting it from the D-line. I think those 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 big cats are tired. Well, they're going to need to uh, make something happen here as they're going to go trips to the left this time. One wide receiver to the right. Pastore drops back. He's got time. Going deep down the right sideline looking for Bastion. And he's going to make a bobbly catch. And he's going to take it into the end zone. Touchdown, Touchdown. for the Zealand Seals. He's he stayed on his feet. I thought he was down. This kid's a magician, Pat. He's a magician. Now they're bringing and it back. This official never made a call. And where are they going to mark it? Why didn't the official oh stop and wave God. his hands if that's where he was out of bounds? 
I, I thought he was down, but evidently he wasn't. But don't you spot him right where he's down? Don't you stop at that play as an official? You, now they're going to chit-chat about it a little get bit. Get me going on the official. Okay, yeah, we're, we're going to stop. We're going to get to some oh, more important boy. stuff, and that's programming here on Sunbury Broadcasting. Steelers, follow the Steelers all season long on 100.9 The Valley. The Steelers host the Broncos Sunday afternoon. Pre-game starts at 11 a.m., kickoff at 1 on 100.9 The Valley. And if we had a chance, we'd have been talking to Sean Carey a little bit about the Steelers because we talked about it on the way up. And uh, Roethlisberger, obviously, on the latter part of his career here. And that's going to be a penalty that's going to go against the Central Mount Wildcats, but it's going to be declined, obviously. Now they're still chit-chatting about exactly where the ball is going to be. That, that, that's that's a, another very poor call. He didn't go down. They said he was down. And Derek Hicks just got the explanation on sidelines, and he is just dumbfounded about the call boy, on the oh far boy. side. You said you know this referee? Yeah, unfortunately been around for some stuff. He's yeah, so, and it, there's always—I mean, it, it just seems to be always just uh, confusion okay. within you got, you the coach. You got to move on. Got to overcome yep. it, guys. Which the seals have been able to do. Yep. They had punt returns called back, and two plays later, they're taken in for the score. So let's kind of follow the lead of the seals. Grove seals as Gavin Bastian chit chat too about exactly what the call was and. But Seals Grove's got to overcome that. And the bottom line is they have it first down and ten at the Central Mountain twenty-yard line. Leading 16-10, 6.42 and counting to go here in the third period. Shotgun formation for Pastore. He's looking. Throws it deep out to Nate Aubin. Makes the catch at the 12-yard line. And he's going to get up after the catch and make it this a second down and short for the Seals in business inside the 15 at the 14-yard line. Great play, but that's one of them. Oh, you and I talked about it. I, I don't like throwing the, the flat across the field from the opposite hash. I don't care who's throwing it. That's a long throw. That's a long throw for a three-step drop, and uh, but they they completed it. Now it's second and four. Bastion far to the right with Aubin in the slot on the right. Blitz coming for the Wildcats. Pastore under center. Takes a step. He's going to pitch it going to the right to Heil. Trying to get to the edge. He's going to blow a defender up right at the 15. That was a crash. That was a car accident on the football field as Heil went to the right Defender went down, and there was just a collision at the 15-yard line. He lost a yard on the play, too. I thought they'd catch him on the blitz inside. Uh, the defensive end, uh, number 10, uh, which Persung. Persung yeah. made, made a great play on that. So He's big, a big kid. Yeah, big third down play here for the Seals. They have it at the Central Mountain 15-yard line. They pop out of the huddle as they're going to send two wide receivers split to the left. I formation behind Pastore. Tight end Miller on the right side. Third down play here for the Seals. Pastore drops back. He's got some time. Rolling to his left. Deep to the right corner. Looking for a man out there. Trying to make the catch. Unable to. Look like Nate Allman trying to make the catch on the far side. So now Carter Young will jog out and try to kick his second field goal of the season. His second one here tonight. Trying to push the Seals Grove lead to 19-10 with 5.04 to go here in the third period. Ball's on the right hash. This, this is a, this is a tough kick. We're talking 32-yarder. Um, boy, they got to they really got to block it solid inside. We talked about how that pressure has been coming. 
But they have a fake in them here. Nick Wright's the holder. Bastion the snapper. Carter Young will attempt the 22-yard field goal. Excuse me, 32-yard field goal. Plenty of distance. He bent that in, and it's good for the Seals Grove Seals. 19-10. That was huge. But still, points come off uh, off the scoreboard for the Seals. That's very unfortunate again. Boy, oh, boy. When you talk about that kick and how difficult it was, oh boy, Carter Young measured that up, and we call it the Beckham bend as he was able to bend that thing straight through the uprights and a huge kick for your sophomore as he gets his second up tonight. This one coming from 32 yards out, and when you have a kicker to your disposal, boy, what a weapon it, it provides as the Seals Grove Seals push this out to a two-score lead, 19-10 to 10, over the Central Mount Wildcats with 4.59 to go here in the third period. Nine play drive. Nice nine play drive. (laughs) We said, can they put drives together, use clock when the game it calls for it? They did there as Carter Young gets his second field goal of the season, second one here tonight. This one coming from 32 yards following his 21 yard field goal from right before the half for the Seals. Now Carter Young will kick this one away. Good kick, end over end. Going to be taken at the 10, muffed at the 11. Picked up by the return man. He slips and falls short of the 20-yard line. So good coverage after the muff on the return by the return man. Seals Grove defense jogs back out, and they look up and see themselves leading 19-10, following what you mentioned, that nine-play drive covering 68 yards. Took three minutes and 48 seconds. Seals Grove takes the 19 to 10 lead. That's your Seals Grove forward drive summary. They got to keep things in front of them. They got to tackle well. I think since they moved the the secondary around a little bit, um, they've been able to stop and slow things down. Obviously, the interception was huge. Need big defense right now. First down and 10 for the Wildcats. Pistol formation for Gerlock. Turns, fakes it to the D-man. Quick throw out here into the flat. Catch is made, and he slammed to the turf. And that's Nate Aubey coming up, making the stop after the catch by Fultz. And it's going to be marked at the 16-yard line. So a loss of two on the throw. Great job by your senior corner, Nate Aubey. He went through a stock block like it wasn't even there. Super job, Nate. That was a, that was a big time play right there, and and now we're looking at a second down and thirteen from the sixteen yard line. With four fifteen to go here in the third period, looking for those smoking damn health center backbreaker plays of the game. Love to see one on the defensive side here for the Seals. Wall Iser goes in motion. It's going to be a design run. Nope. Now pass over the middle. Fultz makes the catch, and he's thrown to the turf by Gavin Bastion. Gerlach took the snap. Looked like it was going to be a keeper. Step back, threw it. Nice throw. Finds his receiver. Picks up the first down for the Central Mountain Wildcats. Very well executed by Central Mountain. Uh, that was essentially a pop pass or play-action pass is what we used to call it. Uh, pop pass as we used to call it. I'm sorry. And just it sucked all the linebackers up as well as the safety. So it's a good play. Clock continues to run, 3.40 to go here in the third after the catch by Foltz. Shotgun for Gerlach, drops back, looking to get rid of it. It's got a man, but he's not looking. He makes the catch. That's Weaver up the left sideline. He snatched it out of the air, 
takes it in for the score for the Central Mount Wildcats. I didn't think he was even looking back for it. He turned to the last second. Nate Allman tried to close on it, unable to. Teague Hoover, and it turns into a Central Mountain touchdown going for Weaver, Tyler Weaver, for the Central Mount Wildcats. Great catch by him, but Teague just missed the football. He read the ball pretty well, and then whenever that happens, uh, you know, you miss it. That's what happened. That's that's the situation. As Weaver now attempt the extra point here for the Central Mountain Wildcats. They moved. The kick is up. It's good, but there is a flag on the play. But again, Weaver, I didn't think he was even looking when the ball was being thrown. As you mentioned, it was T. Hoover trying to close on it, and he was just a step slow. And it turns into a touchdown for the Central Mount Wildcats as a penalty against the Wildcats on this all-crucial extra point here for the Wildcats, trying to make it a two-point lead. Right now it's 19-16. As they'll move it back, it will now be placed down at the 15-yard line for Tyler Weaver trying to kick this extra point. High snap, gets it down, kicks up, plenty of distance, and it's good. So the Central Mount Wildcats come up with a big play and cut into the Seals Grove lead as Seals Grove still leads 19-7. But what an explosive play by the Central Mount Wildcats as Weaver makes the 66-yard touchdown reception when it looked like Seals Grove had gained the momentum and was getting to Gerlach defensively. He comes up with a big play, and Weaver still has a bit of a hitch in his giddy-up, but not on that reception he turns it into a long score completing just a three-play drive going 81 yards with 117 coming off the clock the extra point good and it's now a 19 to 17 lead for the seals grove seals that's the seals grove forward drive summary well we say it all the time steve now it's about answering the opponent's score and Seals Grove will look to do this and see Nate Allman will drop back along with Tucker Teach standing at their own 10-yard line. Remember, all Tyler Weaver's kickoffs have been swift kicks straight up the middle. See if that's how they handle this kickoff as well. They're tough to handle, but yet this kid's got a leg, as we just saw. Maybe he will kick it deep. I did see this on the film, and they, they actually recovered one. It might have been in the Milton game uh, a couple weeks ago. Well, Weaver has it teed up, and he'll approach it here. This is a swift kick once again. Almit will come up, make it at the 25. Runs behind a block. It's going to get over to the 35, out to the 37-yard line. So Seals Grove will have great field position as Nate Almit ran into his own man, but then able to spin away from that and ends up taking it out to the 37-yard line. Seals Grove take over first down and 10, trailing or excuse me, leading 19-7 with 3.23 to go here in the third period. He was motoring, too. I don't know who he ran into, but that's another, another little bit of a mishap that could have cost him. After this play, we'll look at our out-of-town scoreboard brought to you by Blaze Alexander Nissan, who brings us our out-of-town scoreboard. Seals go first down and 10. Deep man, Tucker Teets gets the call. Second level, still going as he gets it to the 45-yard line. It'll be a short of a first down after the eight-yard pickup by your sophomore quarterback. But Seals Grove gets a good push there, and Tucker Teets, the sophomore, takes advantage of it. They're attacking the inside A-gaps pretty well, and they have been all night. 
And I think I think the game plan was to get outside, but they're really taking advantage of the inside runs. See if there's a wear down factor here. That offensive line on that defensive line for the Central Mount Wildcats. Second down and two. I formation for Pastore. Long count. Looking for the snap from Rothwell. It does. Othout gets the call. First out pickup into Central Mountain Territory to the 49-yard line. Love the explosion. Little belly play. It picks up a crucial first down. Absolutely. You know what's key right now with those inside runs? I don't want to say it to jinx them, but ball security, right? Uh, That's key right now because they've got great push on Central Mountain's D front. Clock continues to run. Under 2.30 go here in the third. 19-17 lead and a good one here tonight from Central Mountain High School between the 4-2 and two Seals and the 5-1 and one Wildcats. This is Heil getting the call. Second level. Makes a man miss. He's going to turn over the afterburners. He's at the 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Seals Grove Seals. No flags. Can no. you answer the opponent touchdown back-to-back? Absolutely. Yeah. And who do you go get, to? Get your big people, your big guns, the ball. Oh my goodness! I can't say enough great things about Heil. He he broke possibly four tackles on that run, and then outran everyone, everyone in the stadium, everyone in the county. <laughs> great job, Brandon Heil. Great job by the old line. The offensive line. He got to the second level, and that's where you saw bouncing off would-be tackles. And then he broke the angle. The final defender able to take it to the right pylon for the score as Carter Young attempts the extra point, and it is good. Do you, can you, will you answer when the opponent looks like they gained some momentum off a big 66-yard touchdown reception? And emphatically, I say yes, they do. As the Seals Grove Seals get a three-play drive covering 63 yards. It took one minute and 14 seconds to get it into the end zone. Again, 63 yards, finished off by a 49-yard touchdown run by your senior running back, Brandon Heil. Gets his fifth rushing touchdown of the season. It comes with 2.09 to go here in the third. The extra point good by Young and Seals Grove back on top. They push the lead back on top, excuse me. By nine, leading 26-17. That's the Seals Grow Forward drive summary. Pat, you mentioned a, a, a few minutes ago how they may be tiring, meaning the defensive line. They're not slanting anymore. They're not texting. They're not moving that front. They're, they're gassed. And you can see the end result, and the tribute goes to Seals Grove. They're stepping right, and they're blocking right. As Carter Young has it teed off, he'll kick this one away. Deep man standing at his own 10. That's where he'll make it between the hash. 15, 20, trying to get up the right sideline. Got some room. Late flag's going to be thrown in there. Another flag comes in. Get a chance to give you our Blaze Alexander Nissan out-of-town scoreboard. Schmokin leading Chickalimi 21-0. Jersey Shore all over Milton 48-0. Northwest beating Warrior Run 42-0. We'll stay with the theme of shutouts. The Southern Columbia, a final over Central Columbia, 49-0. Central Columbia will be the Seals Grove opponent next week. Mifflinburg leading Montoursville 15-14. And Juniata all over Midwest leading 29-0. That's our out-of-town scoreboard brought to you by Blaze Alexander Nissan, bringing you our out-of-town scoreboard. 
Pat, Central Mountain got a hold on the kick, so that brings the ball down to the 17-yard line. First and 10 for Central Mountain. 2.03 to go here in the third quarter. Seals Grove pushing a lead back out to the nine, leading 26-17. Gerlach drops back. Heavy pressure gets rid of it. Catch is going to be made at about the 17-yard line, but Nate Omick comes off, finishes the off, gets a congratulatory head bump from Corey Rumberger after the quick stop from your senior after the one-yard pickup. Boy, it was almost a great sack, too, the the quarterback just got it off in time, and it was probably it's a no game. There's a no game situation. We'll put it back to the original line of scrimmage after the tackle by senior corner Nate Aubitt. Second down and ten. Coming up a 125 to go here in the third period. Seals Grove leading by nine, 26 to 17. Shotgun for Gerlock. Takes the snap. Fakes it to the D-man. Nope. Gives it to the D-man, and it's going to be hit by Rumberger. Finished off by Oldfout. It's going to be a loss on the play of a couple, and that Seals Grove defense came through like a missile and able to make the stop. Third down and, and 10 again, as you said, it was it's a look no like game. It looked like a two-yard loss. Yeah. <laughs> Even the chain guy on the far side started stepping back. Okay, no more complaints by the official. By no, I moved it to the chain gang now. <laughs> Under 45 to go here in the third. Big third down play here for the Seals Grove defense. They're going to pin it back. Heil lines up on the right side and see if he's coming. Wide receivers to each side. Gerlock drops back, looking under some pressure. Going to try to run with it, and he's going to go down. Look like Catherine on the stop, and that's a defensive backfield sack there as Catherman able to get to him. Nate Ament took the play away. He actually was covering two returners in the receivers, I'm sorry, in the same zone. Nate did a super job on that play. Now we have a fourth down and an 11 situation, and And they're they're going to let it out. They're going to let it wind out. So that will be the final play of the third quarter. We'll flip sides of the field as the Central Mountain Wildcats force into a punting situation after the big defense is stopped by the Seal. The Seals lead 26-17. We go to the fourth. This is Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107, eagle107.com on the SPC Sports Live YouTube channel. Every week, thousands of people from all over the world come through our doors to enjoy a home-cooked meal or just to browse our gift shops. One of the favorite spots that folks like to gather are near our fireplaces, found throughout our restaurant and lobby areas. Ever since Glicks installed the heat and glow inserts and fireplace, we've received so many compliments about how warm and inviting they make our store. I'm Steve Callhavy, General Manager of Country Cupboard in Lewisburg, and we're pleased to be able to recommend Glicks heat and glow products. It's Mark and Troy from Zimmerman Motors. It's football season, and like a good offense, we've been adjusting to everything the market can throw up and to be there for our customers. Our team has worked hard to have a great selection of cars, trucks, and SUVs, new trucks and Jeeps, a full line of certified vehicles, and quality pre-owned options for every budget. Plus, the highest trade values we've ever seen. Come and see why people have been coming from all over the region to Zimmerman's Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Sunbury and experience what we call the Zimmerman difference. Call us at 570-988-JEEP, shop online at ZimmermanJeep.com, or better yet, stop in today. Eagle107.com. So we move into the fourth quarter with Weaver having to punt it away. Gets a good punt, probably his best of the night. We take it off the turf by Tucker Teets. Now he wants to get away from it. 
as it gets a good central mount roll as it'll roll to the 37 yard line not sure why your return man's anywhere near the ball once you decide you're not going to pick it up i see tucker teach doing it at that time teague hoover has done that in the smoking game as well but you want to be schooled that as soon as you commit to not picking it up or not return it just go away from it so it, as you said going back to coach patello said this is not a round ball that you never know which way it's going to bounce yep and I'm sorry, I was talking over you. I just wanted to get away from <laughs> no, that doggone that's, thing. That's the coaching coming out. Get away. There's no benefit right now to standing over top of the ball as it rolls. Seals Grove, great field position, following the best punt of the night by Weaver for Central Mountain. Deep man gets the call. That's Teets off the right. Fall forward, couple yards there. Clock will run. Moved into the fourth quarter, leading by nine. Kind of a game we thought it would be. Steve, two teams riding a lot of momentum. Central Mountain five and one. Seals Grove four straight wins. Been a good high school football game, and have enjoyed covering it here on Eagle One Hundred Seven, Eagle One Hundred Seven dot com. Super game. Central Mountain's got a whole bunch of people in the box trying to stop the run here. I think a nice. Deep play-action pass would come into play. I'm not calling the plays, folks. I'm not saying that. <laughs> but that's how Central Mountain's playing them. Um, and uh, there's a lot of people on the line of scrimmage. Maybe tight end. He does go into the pass route. Going to the right, Pat Story. Get away from two tackles, and he's going to go down. Loss on the play. He was able to get away from initial pressure, but then goes down. It's going to be a loss on the play. And he gets up hobbling just a bit. But as we talked about, tough kid. And this could be a big third down play as Heil will come back into the game along with Connor Grove on what you would think is going to be a passing situation here on this third down. Called it about 14 for the Seals Grove Seals, leading by nine. Third and 14. Under 10.30 to go in the ball game. Seals Grove leading 26-17. Shotgun formation for Pastore. A bunch formation on the right side. Pastore drops back. Heavy pressure. Gets away from one guy. Spins. And not going to get away. He's going to go down. As looked like he was down. Maybe a guy falls on him a little late there. No flag thrown on that one. Pastore's taking a punishment on this possession here. And he's going to see his seals have to punt this one away. It's too bad if he had an outlet there, but the back stayed in the block. If he had an outlet, I think it would have. They just dropped on coverage deep um tough play and you had to you had to get the stakes to, for the first down to just protect the football punt it and get out of here up by nine with 940 and counting to go in the ball game for the seals grow seals young gets the snap gonna put this one away end over end power kick fair catch gonna be called at the 37 yard line central mountain will take over there first down and 10 let's get an updated score on our blaze alexander ford tough built for tough game of the week and we were going to keep an eye on the jersey shore game jersey shore milton jersey shore coming in undefeated six and oh milton at five and one but jersey shore getting the best of it at this point leading 48 nothing over the milton black panthers that's our blaze alexander ford built for tough game of the week update for you the seals have to stay alert for some trickery here i think when, when central mountain's been moving the ball they've been doing some some different things so stay alert stay focused twins to each side for gerlock takes the snap gets some pressure straight up the middle from miller gets away from him now he's going to get rid of it and well overthrown and intercepted by gavin bastion 
What a play by Bastion. What a play. That's That kid's going to be the next big timer. I don't see flags. Do you see everybody's pointing? No. No, they're, they're just celebrating much. along with Bastion, and it was letting you enjoy that because oh, you enjoy what he did. He fought off. He became the receiver as he fought off the defense of the Central Mountain receiver and comes away with the play. He never took his eyes off the ball. Yeah, the technique, that, that, that that's terrific. I, I can't wait to watch that one on film. Nice play. And we're looking for candidates to the Smoker Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game, the play you're describing. Bastion making a, a, a athletic play to come up with the interception, give the ball back to Seals at their own 31. This is going to Tucker Teeth off the left side. Spins out some tackles at the 40, 45, using his quickness, 40, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown for the Seals Grove yes. Seals. What a play. Saw the seam. We saw the seam from up here. And, but he spun out of a tackle. That's 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 almost a trait. That's almost a, a Tucker Treats Teats <laughs> trait, right? Nice job. That's a treat from Tucker Teats. Wow. <laughs> You just, you just said a backbreaker. I don't know. <laughs> We're getting many candidates getting here. Some. Comes after an interception by your freshman, Gavin Bastion, who's got to rip up the receiver gloves, got to run in, be the snapper on this, as Carter Young will look to attempt this extra point here off the Nick Rice hold as Seals Grove trying to get 33 points on the board following the touchdown run by your sophomore. High snap, gets it down, plenty of distance up, and it, it's good. The Sealers Grove Seals now put back-to-back points on the board on a 69-yard touchdown run by your sophomore, Tucker Teets, as he gets his eighth rushing touchdown of the season, his first tonight. And the Sealers Grove Seals push their lead out to 33-17 with 9-13 to go here in the ballgame. You know what else? We saw it from up here. He ran away from those. I, I, I'll bet he was 10 12 yards into the end zone before the next blue shirt and they were eve equal when he started that the speed on some of these seals grove seals is really impressive very impressive well we talk about it how you can break the angle of a defender with quickness and that's what you did at the receivers or the uh defenders thought maybe they had a beat on them if they got the good pursuit angle and like you said once he turned it on the afterburners he was able to break those angles and take it in for the score for the seals grove seals one play drive covering 69 yards touchdown run by sophomore tucker teats gets his eighth of the season the extra point good that's the seals grove ford drive summary and it comes with 9 13 to go here in the ball game and what a big play it is well it's pretty fun pat this is fun doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Watching good football. Return man for Central Mountain. Crosses the 20, runs into a wall. And that's Garrett Parody on the stop, along with, let's give credit to number 81 involved in there. But make sure that's Ryan Gavison, just a sophomore. He gets his nose in there. Good coverage by the Seals Grove Seals on that kickoff as the Central Mountain Wildcats will now have the ball at their own 30 excuse me, 27-yard line to start this possession. I think Sassaman was in on the tackle as well. Andrew, I think it's Andrew, right? They all got down there. Yep, Andrew Sassaman. Yeah, good call, Coach. Want to give credit where credit is due due, as he was able to get there and be involved in the stop there. 
Gerlach in a shotgun formation. Blitz coming straight up the middle. Gets rid of it. Catch made. Cotter Grove makes the shirt tackle. Crosses the 33 out or the 30 out to about the 33-yard line for the Central Mountain Wildcats after the catch. But a quick tackle, like we said, by senior D-back Connor Grove. It'll be a second down. We'll call it about five for the Central Mountain Wildcats. Nice pressure inside by Miller as well. Nice pressure. Seals Grove are enjoying back-to-back touchdowns, one by Heil on a 49-yard touchdown run, then Teets on a 69-yard run to increase their lead to 33-17. But now the Wildcats aren't laying down. Big run this time by Pence, and he goes straight between the tackles into Seals Grove territory as he's going to take it all the way to the Seals Grove 36-yard line. So Pence, running back, senior for Central Mountain, finds a big hole up the middle for a big play for the Wildcats. Couple missed tackles in there. Seals got to stay focused, man. You got to stay on it. We got bodies to the ball. Got to wrap up and make tackles, especially late in the day. Clock stops at 8:23. We'll set the chains on the far side. It'll be a first down and ten for the Central Mountain Wildcats. Long count by Gerlach. Blitz being shown. Give it to Pence in the backfield. Met at the line of scrimmage. Brandon High will slam him down at the 35-yard line. I don't want to pick up any unnecessary penalties here. How got up was be smart. Give it a little extra, but let's let it play. Just do it on the field as you've done all year long. A yard pickup on that one. It'll be a second down and nine. Clock running under eight to go in the ball game. Seals Grove leading 33-17. Five receivers go to each side. Pence in the backfield along with Walliser as Gerlach waiting for the shotgun snap. Takes the snap, drops back, under some pressure, going to get rid of it. Down the right sideline, got a man out there, going to make the catch. Inside the five, down to the two-yard line. Foltz makes the catch. And just like that, the Central Mountain Wildcats business inside the Seals Grove five-yard line. That was a fabulous throw and catch. As she said, Central Mountain not going to lay down here. Got seniors, got leadership, and they're going to continue to battle here as they have the ball inside of Seals Grove's five-yard line at the two. It'll be a first down goal to go as Weaver will go to the left, two wide receivers to the right. Penn stays in the backfield with Gerlach. Snap to Gerlach. Give it to Pence. Trying to pounce it to the outside. It's going to get to the goal line. Touchdown for Central Mountain. Give them credit, Steve. Absolutely. They're coming back. They're not laying Absolutely. down. They're trying to cut this to a nine-point deficit with an extra point here. And, As they answer, the Seals grow back-to-back touchdown with a touchdown of their own. Right before that long pass, there were two missed tackles that should have been made on that run running play, and I think that's from being tired. Let's face it. When you miss tackles, it's, it's usually... You know, lack of focus, maybe some fatigue. Um, They're going for two here. They're going to go for two here, trying to make it an eight-point game, which would be a two-score game. Man goes in motion from right to left. Gerlach drops back. Heavy pressure gets rid of it. Not going to get a win. That's going to be Rothermel. Got in there, made the stop. A big, crucial play defensively on a two-point conversion try by Central Mountain. 
but Central Mountain does get on the board to cut the lead to 10, 33-23, with 7.33 to go, as Central Mountain able to complete a five-play drive, covering 72 yards, answering the back-to-back scores by the Seals Grove Seals, took a minute and 35, the extra point on a two-point conversion, no good, as the Seals Grove Seals still hold on to a 10-point lead at 33-23. That's the Seals Grove Ford drive summary. This is a this is a, a situation right now where, as a coach, you want to be a bit conservative, but don't take you out of your the momentum of your football team. They've got to, as we said. Move the chains, kind of control the clock right here. There's seven and a half minutes left to go in the game. This is a big, big series for the Seals. This team's got momentum right now, and they've got to make big plays. And it looks like they're, they've really ratcheted up, maybe almost a hand situation, looking for an onside kick. Pence gets the sixth rushing touchdown of the season for the Central Mountain Wildcats, followed by, followed by the... Uh, following the long throw from Gerlach to Fultz. Coach is calling out the signals on this kickoff here as Weaver will approach it here. And he's going to kick it deep this time. It's going to go away from Tucker Teets, roll into the end zone, and it'll be a touchback for the Seals Grove Seals. So they'll bring it out to the 20-yard line. So we see what Weaver's capable of doing. He definitely can kick it away, so the swift kicks are by design. But the last moment, Coach was yelling out to Weaver, giving him last-minute signals, and you take that he was telling him, go ahead and boot this away because they had one back, uh, one return man back, and that was Tucker Teach kicked it away from him. And fortunately for the Seals, it rolls into the end zone. Yeah, Seals had their hands team on the field anticipating an onside kick, basically. And uh, the coach, as you said, called it, told him to essentially kick it deep, which he did, and kicked it in the end zone. So now Seals Grove again. Can they answer the touchdown by the Central Mountain Wildcats that cut it to a 10-point lead? They're going to go the I formation with wide receivers to the left. Turn, gives it to deep man. That's Tucker Teeth going off the left. Second level spins, holding on to the ball as he's going to take it to the 30-yard line. And you talked about, Steve, about ball security at this point. You see him put his two hands over the ball. He Well coached there by Tucker Teeth to hold on to that one because you know Central Mountain looking to get a strip here. Boy, they're running that outside zone, and did you see the lane that they had? That was one of the touchdowns earlier, too. Blocked very well up front. Clock continue to run after the nine-yard pickup, under seven minutes to go at 6.59 to go here in the ball game. Now let the play clock run. It's under five seconds here as Pastore gets under center takes the snap gives it a fullback this time first down all down hold on to the ball dragon defenders as he's going to take it beyond the 40 all the way to the 45 yard line put it in the belly of your fullback ball security and they're going to mark it at the 43 yard line 44 yard line great run by your fullback pat once you said that the defender for for the wildcats tried to rip that ball out of his hands again Ball security is key to the game right now. Clock's now, running. Althal getting the most of his opportunities. Picks up a big first down there for the Seals. They stretch the chains out. First down and 10 at their own 44-yard line for the Seals. Try to use clock here. Give it to the D-man, Heil. He's going to be met in the backfield and go down. He'll be fortunate to get back to the original line of scrimmage. They'll mark it about the 44-yard line. It'll be a second down and 10. 
they ran that to the tight end side versus the 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 open end meaning the split end side uh i don't know maybe it might be just how they're lining up to run to the to the quick side of the formation versus the tight end side i'm being technical here but these are the plays that the seals are running and they're they're getting work out of it getting motion Second down and 10 here following the run by Heil. Clock under 5.40 to go in the game. Heil gets a call hitting the backfield. That time, number four, I think, came off the edge there, and that's Serafini. They're going to give him a one-yard pickup. Surprise there. Looked like he was hitting the backfield, but we'll take the one yard on that. So big, big third down and nine play here for the Seals. Alt out will check back in. Ethan Miller will go to the sideline. Clock running 5 10 to go in the game. Seals Grove leading 33 23. Trying to make it five wins in a row. I formation with Heil the deep man. Pastore's quick throw. Got it out to Bastion. Going to make the catch into Central Mountain territory. Be close to a first down. And they didn't stop the clock, right? Nope. Clock continues to run. So it's going to be short. It'll be a fourth down and one. Boy, this is where the coaches make all their money here. I, you're asking me, good defense, kick it out of here. You got but a 10-point like lead. They're going, they're going to talk about going for here, know. trying to make them jump, do something like that as you come up to the line of scrimmage and maybe trying to force them to jump here, see what the Seals do. As it's a fourth down and a long one, almost two here. Pastore under center. Going to take the snap, going to try to keep it, push forward, and to see if he gets a first down. And from where the officials walking out on each side, it's going to be close. Because it was a long one and a half. And Boy, they get a, gave they, a good spot. The I, official marked it on his I left think. foot, and that's going to be enough for a first down as McNamara is going to look it over. And now they're going to come out and check. I was just going to say, in high school, they don't check them very much by bringing the chains out. But here on this big call, they certainly are going to. Now we're talking about Shemokin Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Can the quarterback keeper for a first down or come up short of a first down via Shemokin Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game? I think it was a good spot. I think it was a great spot. They got the push. They really do. Surprise at the call. The fullback has been running well, and it was a little more than a yard and a half. That's a lot to ask of your quarterback to push it forward, but they relied on that offensive line to get a push, and the official will take the ball here or take the chain and try to extend it to see if it's a first down for the Seals, and you'll see the reaction from both teams on whether it's a first down. Pastore thinks it is. They stretch the chain. McNamara looks at it, and they got a first down for the Seals Grove Seals. First down. Give a lot of credit, a lot of confidence to that offensive line that they were going to get a push up front. As look out there, and you see Logan Slogger, you see Aaron Rothemol, Max Mauer, all get that push up front. Ryan Straub and company, and that's a big, huge first down for the Seals as they're going to set the chains and wait for the chains to get set and then run the clock. If he did that in the first half. We've already been down under a minute, three minutes. Oh, my goodness. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything more. Okay. We'll just talk about the game. (laughs) First down pickup by the Seals on the keeper by sophomore Mark Pastore. 
Cal Seals are going to use the clock here. Let the play clock run under five. Give it to Heil. Off the right. Try to bounce to the outside. Makes a man miss at the 42. Ah. There's a flag on the play behind the run by Brandon Heil, and he'll slide down to the 20-yard line. But there is a flag way back, which I wow. don't think would even have been a factor in the run. But, but there Seals is a flag play. on the play, so they're going to have to – Bring oh, that one boy. back. Hey, Bucknell, Saturday, the Bison are back on the road at Lafayette on 100.9. The Valley pregame show starts at 3, kickoff at 3.30. That's Bucknell Bison football, 100.9. The Valley, all part of the Sunbury, Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation sports schedule. So it is a penalty. Would have been a nice run by Brandon Heil making guys miss using his athletic ability he slid instead of taking it out of bounds at the 20-yard line but that's all for not as we'll bring it all the way back to the Seals Grove 48-yard line and now it's going to be a timeout taken by the Central Mountain Wildcats. Pat the positive side of that if there is because it was a big play you used about 30 seconds of the clock on that play and then he just wound it and it forced uh, Central Mountain, they'll use their first time out of the second half. They have two left. Let's take a look at updated scores here. Part of our Blaze Alexander Nissan out-of-town scoreboard. Schmokin leading Chickalimi 21-7 last report. We have Jersey Shore all over Milton in a final, 62-7. Northwest beat Warrior Run 42-7. Southern shutout Central Columbia 49-0. Mount Carmel leading Danville in a bit of a surprise, 34-21. Mifflinburg up on Montoursville by 4, 23-19. And Juniat all over Midwest in the 4, 36 to nothing. That's our out-of-town scoreboard brought to you by Blaze Alexander Nissan. So Seals Grove will have it at their own 48-yard line. Seals Grove was able to pick up a crucial fourth down and one to keep this possession alive. And as you said, right now, 3.34 to go. They use a lot of clock here. It's a first down. We're calling it 15. As Seals Grove trying to make it five wins in a row. Central Mountain trying to get their sixth win of the season, which would mass, match the most wins since 2009 for the Central Mountain Wildcats. Pastore turns. Give it to the fullback. Oath out. Caught. Walliser is going to take him to the turf and take him down. Clock will run here under 325 to go in the game. Seeing the game, also checking in Colin Melhorn playing on that offensive line. He's been in and out of the lineup dealing with some injuries, but he's back in there. He's a load as a sophomore. He's getting some opportunity here, and what a big opportunity it is for that offensive line. Can the opponent stop you when you know they are running the ball right at you? We'll see what happens here on this second down and 14. Under three to go in the game. Seals Grove leading by 10, 33-23. Almond goes in motion. Turn. Flips. Goes to Heil. Off the right. He's not going to get away from that tackle. It's going to go down. Yep. They, they read that one off of a film study. They motioned in. Seals Grove motioned in to run a crack, box, crack back toss play to the to that side. Wildcats read it and blew it up. Third blew, down and long. Yep. They blew it up and called timeout here. Take the first timeout of the half. Seals Grove leading 33 23 with 245 to go in the ball game here against Seals Grove trying to improve to five and two trying to drop 
Central Mountain to 5-2 and two with a win here. Next week, Seals Grove will return home. It's homecoming. So they'll take on the Central Columbia Blue Jays. So a big weekend on campus for the Seals Grove Seals. All started on Friday night as Seals Grove will host the Central Mountain, excuse me, the Central Columbia Blue Jays. You can hear all the action here on Eagle 107, Eagle107.com with me and Steve. Zach Showers, our stat guy. Rick Erdman, our producer. At 6.30, we have the interview with Derek Kick, 7 o'clock kickoff, and that's when Sunbury Broadcasting Sports Live YouTube channel will join us at the top of the hour for the kickoff. That's next week. Homecoming for the Seals Grove Seals. Third down here. Pastore's going to drop back. Looking. Using some time. He's going to take off and run with it. And he's going to run out of bounds on the far side. And there's going to be a flag on the play as well. And it's going to be a holding call made by McNamara, the head official. So a play that uh, just didn't have anything going there ends up with the penalty as well. They should decline that, but and they will fourth down it'll force a punting situation here looking for a huge punt by your sophomore punter carter young trying to pin the central mountain wildcats deep in their territory central mountain has seen carter young with some good punts here tonight have been forced into a couple fair catches as well this will be a great time to get a great punt and see if they can't force the central mountain wildcats to have to call a fair catch here or great, great coverage from the punt team for the Seals Grove Seals. Looking for a good snap is Carter Young, and we're going to get a timeout there's, taken here. This one is going to be taken by the Seals. there's uh, an extra guy on the field. One, two, three. Well, with that, that's going to be a timeout taken by Derek Hicks as he looks over. It's a big moment here. I want to make sure you keep the pressure away from your punter. Get this one away, as you said, Steve, earlier about punt it away let the defense play they have a 10-point lead leading 33 23 with 238 to go here in the ball game seals grove trying to get a hack one conference win have any hopes of getting a title here we'll have to see the central mountain wildcats travel in the final week of the season as they will play the jersey shore bulldogs as right now, it's the Bulldogs ahead of Hack 1, undefeated in the season. They beat Seals Grove Week 2, 9-7 after Seals Grove had to lead 7-0. But following the timeout, Seals Grove will come out and look to punt this one away. Two guys for Central Mountain drop back around their 20-yard line. Seals Grove leading by 10, 33-23. Good snap to Carter Young. Gets it away. Good punt. Fair catch going to be made at the 20-yard line. So that's where Central Mountain will take over first down and 10 from their own 20-yard line. The clock is still running, which I don't have a problem with. They're going to put more on. They have to. As you saw Central Mountain turn and point up there, let them know the clock needs to stop, and I'm sure they'll reset things here. But uh, we'll reset things while they do that. 2.20, maybe 7 or 8 to go as the right now shows 2.23. Seals Grove leading by 3, 33-23. Seals Grove first score came on a Ryan Almond 37-yard reception. But Central Mountain will come back with a field goal to cut it to 6-3. And then Central Mountain would take their first lead, leading 10-6. Kyle Got a touchdown, two field goals by Carter Young. Pushed the lead out for the Seals out to 19-10. And then Weaver would get a long 66-yard touchdown reception for back-to-back touchdowns for 
the Seals, and we stand. 33-23 lead for the Seals Grove Seals with 2.28 to go in the game. Gerlach rolling to his right. Heavy pressure. Got to get rid of it. It's got a man. Makes a catch. Tiptoes out of bounds. That's Fultz here on the near side at the 26-yard line. It's Gerlach under heavy pressure and is able to get rid of it and get a tiptoe out of bounds after the five-yard pick. It'll be the second down and five for Central Mountain. Seals are defending the field, let's face it. I mean, that's what you're going to give up is is the short, flat out. Uh, but the key is keep pressure on that quarterback. That's the key to the whole two minutes left in the game. 2.22 to go here for the Seals, leading by 10. Gerlach gets the snap, gives it to the running back in the backfield, blown up by Logan Oath out. He comes in untouched and is able to pay, take Pence down for the yard loss. It'll be a third down and six for the Central Mount Wildcats with the clock continues to run was, with 2.05. Pat, don't take this the wrong way, but what is what Central Mountain doing? They're helping Seals by running the football in that case, and then they're huddling and running back. The, the clock's running. Doesn't appear to be any urgency here by Central Mountain. And as a Seals fan, I'm fine with that. Absolutely. But like you said, it, it's a bit questionable here. That's a lot of time went off the clock from that last play where Fultz got out of bounds. Gerlock drops back, looking over the middle. It's going to be intercepted by Gavin Bastion. He's going to turn it the other way, looking for some blocks. Up the right sideline. He's going to be hit at the 22 and be taken down there at the 22-yard line. And Gavin Bastion, again, always coachable moment, Stevie. He made the catch. He went Don't from left all the way to the, the right. <laughs> Get to the nearest sideline. And the he, reason why you do that so that the offense can't pursue, and that's exactly what they did. They pursued to the ball. He <laughs> ran about 55 yards across the field. <laughs> if he went to the nearest sideline, he might be in the end zone. Coaching, coaching point. A Seals Grove gets another interception on the night for the Seals defense and comes at a huge time as Gavin Bastion gets the interception. The freshman defender, he's able to return it to the 21-yard line. The Seals Grove Seals go in to the best formation in football when, when you're on the winning side of it, and that's best call. victory formation. <laughs> Excuse me, best call in football, victory. That's all you got to say. 119 and counting. Seals Grove will get out of Mill Hall with the t- with a win over the Central Mount Wildcats and get their fifth win in a row. It wasn't easy. There's going to be a lot of coachable moments throughout the week for the defense as Seals Grove sees Central Mountain put up the most points on them all season long as they give up these 23 points, but they'll take a 33-23 lead or win. As the clock goes under a minute with the play clock at five, Pastore looking at that, takes the snap, will kneel it down. And Seals Grove looks like they'll have to run one more play, but they're going to come away with the win, a hard-fought win here against a good Central Mountain Wildcat team. Up tonight, Central Mountain will take on the Mifflinburg Wildcats. They'll have to go to Mifflinburg to take on the Wildcats as the Seals Grove Seals will return home to take on the Central Columbia Blue Jays. With that play, the Seals Grove Seals were able to wind out the final seconds here on the clock. The Seals Grove Seals approved the 5-2 with the win over the Central Mount Wildcats. Take a break, come back. We'll have our stats from our stat man, Zach Showers. Get our Smoke and Dim Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Get our final analysis from Coach Briggs and... 
wrap things up here from Central Mountain High School. Seals Grove Seals come away with the win, 33-23 over the Central Mountain Wildcats. This is Seals Grove Football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107, eagle107.com, and on the SB Sports Live YouTube channel. Hi, this is Bob Schoen, the general manager of Blaze Alexander Ford Route 45 in Lewisburg. And for years, we've been saying it's worth the drive to Route 45. Well, what does that mean? It means you're going to get the lowest price guaranteed on any newer used vehicle in stock. Check out our inventory at blazealexanderford.com and compare it to the competition. It means we have a selection of over $12 million of inventory. So whatever it is that you're looking for, we typically have it on our lot. It means you're going to get service after the sale that's second to none. Plus, at Blaze Alexander Ford, you're always going to get the most for your trade-in. Don't make a $1,000 mistake. Make the drive to Route 45 in Lewisburg. In average lifetime, we have 7 to 10 major events. We buy our first car, rent or buy our first home, get married, start a business, have children, a child starts driving, and we retire. But life is not always average or predictable. For all of life's events, common or exceptional, Sholly Insurance Agency is here to help. Family owned and operated in Lewisburg, Sholly Insurance Agency offers coverage for your home, auto, life, business, and employee benefits through best-in-class carriers like Grange Insurance. Sholly Insurance Agency, we're here to help. Visit us at shollyagency.com. I can still remember the kids rolling around on that comfortable living room carpet. Remember when they were babies, they'd bang those pots and pans on the kitchen tile? I still remember the sounds of soccer and baseball cleats running on those hardwoods and you yelling, leave the shoes outside. (laughs) These floors have seen a lot and they still look so good. They've got some good years left on them. Just like we do, honey. Right? You bet, my dear. You bet. Carpet Man in Milton. Flooring for life. No heat? Better call McCreary. Furnace is broke. Better call McCreary. Boiler not boiling? Better call McCreary. Heat pump tune up for winter. Already? Yep, already. Better call McCreary. Service repair installations. Call us because we're the best. McCreary's HVAC. Oh, and even on for refrigeration. Better call McCreary's. Call 570-473-8815 or on that device of yours. McCreary's HVACinc.com. Better call McCreary's. Eagle107.com. It's time for the Seals postgame show. Once again, here are Pat O'Brien and Steve Briggs. Welcome back to Central Mountain High School. It's the Seals Grove Seals come away with the win over Central Mountain 33-23. Welcome to Seals postgame show here on Eagle107, Eagle107.com. Looking at the scoring recap as the Seals Grove Seals able to get on the board first on a Nate Almond 37-yard touchdown reception. That came with 10.39 to go in the first quarter. It was Almond's third touchdown reception of the season. Sophomore Matt, Matt, or Mark Pastore gets his seventh passing touchdown of the season for the Seals Grove Seals. That completed a four-play drive covering 63 yards. Extra point no good. Seals Grove led. 6-0 on the ensuing offensive possession for Central Mountain. They would be able to get on the board following a seven-play drive covering 55 yards, and it with a 22-yard field goal with 7.31 to go in that first quarter, and that would be the score at the end of the first quarter as Seals Grove led 6-3 
over the Central Mountain Wildcats. But the Wildcats would take the first lead of the game on a Gerlach one-yard run with 10-19 to go in the first half, completing a 15-play drive, covering 76 yards, took 7 minutes and 40 seconds, the extra point good. And again, Central Mount Wildcats would take their first lead of the game, 10-6 over the Seals. But the Seals would answer in a big way. Brandon Hyatt would get his fourth rushing touchdown of the season on a 36-yard touchdown run with 6.27 to go. In the first half, completing a seven-play drive, covering 67 yards, took three minutes and 51 seconds. The extra point good, and it was a 13-10 lead for the Seals Grove Seals. Well, the Seals would increase their lead to 16-10 on a 21-yard field goal by sophomore kicker Young, Carter Young, with no time left on the first half clock. That was a seven-play drive, and again, Seals Grove would take the lead 16-10 into half. Or Carter Young would put back-to-back field goals on the board. This one coming from 32 yards out, his second of the season, second on the night, with 4.59 to go in the third. That completed a nine-play drive covering 68 yards. Took three minutes and 48 seconds to field goal good. It was a 19-10 lead for the Seals. But then the Central Mount Wildcats would come back on a big play of their own, a 66-yard touchdown reception by Tyler Weaver. That came with 3.27 to go in the third. It was a three play drive covering 81 yards and that would cut into the Seals Grove lead to make it 19-17 but Seals Grove would answer again in a big way as Heil would get his second rushing touchdown in his fifth of the season on a 49-yard touchdown run with two minutes and nine seconds to go in the third three-play drive covering 63 yards took a minute and 14 seconds and the Seals Grove Seals got the extra point to increase their lead to 29-17 that would be the score at the end of the third quarter Seals Grove would get back-to-back touchdowns. This time, Teets would take it 69 yards as he bounced off would-be tacklers. He gets his eighth rushing touchdown of the season. They came with 9-13 to go into play in the game. One-play drive covering 69 yards, extra point by Young Good. Seals Grove increased their lead to 33-17. But Central Mountain would not go away as Pence would get a two-yard touchdown run with 7.33 to go in the game, completing a five-play drive covering 72 yards. Took a minute and 35 seconds to put points on the board. Central Mountain would go for two, trying to cut the lead to eight, unable to. So Seals Grove held on to a 33-23 lead in the fourth quarter with 7.33 to go. That would be all the scoring in the game. Seals Grove comes away with a victory as they win the game. 33-23 over the Central Mountain Wildcats and prove the 5-2. Central Mountain falls to 5-2. Central Mountain will be at Mifflinburg next week. The Seals Grove Seals will be at home, homecoming to take on the Central Columbia Blue Jays. Well, Steve, we moved to the part in the game, and you had a lot of back and forth, as you said, during that commercial and a good high school football game. Neither team were, uh, you know, willing to just lay down and let the other team just uh, win this ball game. Seals Grove comes away with the win, 33-23. They're going to feel good about it on the ride home tonight. Absolutely. And this was a back-and-forth game. Um, I think big plays everywhere the key to the game which you're going to ask me in a couple minutes here is the interception that bastion made over on the sideline which completely took them out of took the air out of out of uh, central mountain i believe there were many great offensive plays uh that we could have as late in the day as as well we we could have named but you know that was huge and it was a great athletic play by a young guy 
at the time of the of the game that they really needed it because again central mountain kept coming back if answering the score that Seals grove made and and certainly uh you know just a hard fought, fought well played win uh for the night here up in mill hall as Seals Grove comes away with the win, we're at halftime. They win this one 33-23 over the Central Mountain Wildcats as the Seals Grove Seals make it five wins in a row. And what Steve was referring to at this point, we chit-chat about what's the, what's the backbreaker play of the game. Of course, it's sponsored by Schmokadam Health Center. And, again, we referred to the backbreaker play of the game. And, you know, I'm not going to shy away from what you just talked about with the Gavin Bastion interception. They do have a fourth and one. Pastore picks up the, the big first down to keep the possession uh, for the Seals. You talk about a late field goal in the first half when there was a lot of confusion about penalties, when it looked like maybe some momentum was going away from the Seals. They get that field goal right before half to push the lead to 16-10. So those would all be candidates for the Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. But I'm getting a sense from uh, your explanation on the big play by Gavin Bastion that you feel strongly, and, and I would agree, that that's the Smoky Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. In the time of the game that it was, and he came off the hash, came out of nowhere, focused on the football, caught it, got his feet in inbounds, and went you know right on the sideline, went off, and uh, that took probably a good three or four minutes off the clock as well. That's the Owens Grove could control the clock going down the down the stretch because again this was a good football team that they just beat and um central mountains tough they kept coming back but the seals answered on their side each time and you know again that that's a by the bastion's interception was a huge huge play down the stretch well i agree with you that that's the schmokadam health center backbreaker play of the game Schmokin M Health Center offering medical care, chiropractic care, rehabilitation, and more. Call 570-743-4333 for an appointment. That's Schmokin M Health Center, backbreaker play of the game. We're going to step aside, come back. Just been handed the stats bar. Statman Zach Showers will run that down for you and get our final analysis of this win for the Seals Grove Seals as they beat the Central Mountain Wildcats 33-23. We'll come back after this break. This is Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove football. On Eagle 107, Eagle107.com on the SBC Sports Live YouTube channel. I can still remember the kids rolling around on that comfortable living room carpet. Remember when they were babies, they'd bang those pots and pans on the kitchen tile? I still remember the sounds of soccer and baseball cleats running on those hardwoods and you yelling, Leave the shoes outside. <laughs> These floors have seen a lot and they still look so good. They've got some good years left on them. Just like we do, honey. Right? You bet, my dear, you bet. Carpet Man in Milton. Flooring for life. You know you go to DQ when you think Blizzard, but hey, fans, how about some food? Try their burgers and sandwiches, chicken baskets, and meal deals. And fall's favorite pies are in pumpkin and pecan pie Blizzard treats. Tell the whole stadium before the game, after the game, and everywhere in between. Dairy Queen, Routes 11 and 15 on the Strip, Sealands Grove. Go Seals. Go DQ. Fan food, not fast food. Hiking, biking, rowing, running. The game is life, and you're the weekend warrior. You work hard and you play hard. Football, baseball, soccer, golf. 
To move is to live in whatever your sport. Shimoka Dam Health Center specializes in total health to keep you in the game. Call 743-4333. Give love a second chance at WNL during the Subaru Love Strikes Twice certified pre-owned event. We have over 90 certified Subarus to choose from with low interest rates available and $500 off your best CPO deal. Plus this month, WNL Subaru will be donating $10 to the Hope Story organization for every test drive during Down Syndrome Awareness Month. To learn more or to check out over 90 certified pre-owned Subarus, see us off Route 11, see us on Facebook or at WNLSubaru.com. Offers end November 1st. Financing for well-qualified applicants. Eagle 107. Welcome back to the Eagle 107 post game show here from Central Mountain High School. As the Seals Grove Seals come away with the win as they beat the Central Mountain Wildcats 33 23. Just heard the Schmoke Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game interception by freshman Gavin Bastion. And Steve described it perfectly. He was able to break on it, make the interception, ends up being a big play. And what we think is the difference in this one as Seals Grove gets the 10-point win over the Central Mountain Wildcats. Taking a look at the numbers again, Seals Grove wins by 10, 33-23. Seals Grove gets the biggest output in first downs on the season when they get they got 14 first downs to Central Mountain's 12. In the rushing department, Seals Grove 237, and Seals defense does it again, holding the opponent under 100 yards as they get 84 yards out of the Central Mountain Wildcat offense. Seals Grove passing department, 183 yards. Central Mountain, 249. So when you look at total yards, it's the biggest output by any team against the Seals Grove defense all year long, where they end up with 333 yards to the Wildcats against the Seals defense. For the Seals Grove Seals, they end up with 420 yards total offense on the night. Penalties continue to be a concern for the Seals Grove Seals. Six penalties for 47 yards and a bunch of crucial ones down at the end of that first half and it looked like Seals were going to take it in for a score but unable to. They ended up getting a field goal but a big field goal it was in terms of momentum going into halftime. The Central Mount Wildcats summed up with four penalties for 30 yards. Seals Grove did not have a turnover. No interceptions by sophomore quarterback Mark Pastore as he can Continues to just blossom right in front of her eyes, showed his toughness, made a huge play early in that game when he kept the play alive, ended up finding Nate Almond for a big first down. They got the ball into Central Mountain Territory, so no interception by sophomore quarterback Mark Pastore, and he was under heavy distress most of the night by that Central Mountain defense. But Seals Grove ended up with three interceptions on the night against Gerlach for the Central Mountain Wildcats. Look at that individual numbers, first four. Gerlach for the Central Mount Wildcats. He ends up 16 for 29, 249 yards of touchdowns, and those aforementioned three interceptions by the Seals Grove defense. His number one receiver, Foltz, nine catches, 143 yards. He had a beautiful reception coming down the right sideline that eventually was finished off by Pence on a two-yard touchdown run. Foltz had a great night and was the number one receiver for uh, Gerlock on the night with the nine catches, 143 yards. Weaver had one catch, but boy, it was a big one 66 yards and a touchdown for the Wildcats. Pence had five catches for 20 yards. In the rushing department, Pence, 12 carries for 51 yards and a touchdown. Gerlock, 11 carries, 27 yards and a touchdown for the Wildcats. Looking at the Seals Grove Seals individual numbers. 
Mark Pastore, another efficient night from your sophomore quarterback. 11 for 18, 183 yards, and one touchdown, no picks. His number one target tonight was his uh, senior receiver, Almit, four catches, 74 yards, and he opened the scoring with a touchdown from 39 yards out. Did Nate Almit for the Seals Grove Seals. Bastion, five catches, 68 yards. Heil and Teets both had a catch. In the rushing department, Tucker Teets, 10 carries, 115 yards and a touchdown. Brandon Heil, 7 carries, 88 yards and 2 touchdowns. Althout got the most out of his opportunity. 6 carries, 29 yards, including picking up some first downs for the Seals Grove Seals. Pastor, 7 carries, 2 yards, and the reason I make a big deal of that, that means he wasn't getting sacked all night and losing a bunch of yards. He did tuck it away and run some tonight, just adding to another aspect of his game from the sophomore quarterback. He's not managing game anymore steve he's looking to play make plays and boy he's finding the guys when he needs to and we saw at the very beginning tonight when he dropped that pass into nate on first play first series it was he's he's continuing to improve week to week and we touched on it in pregame uh we touched on it during the game and you just uh solidified the the point i'm going to make there's so many weapons that the seals have right now and they're coming through it starts with the quarterback obviously but uh, you know hats off to that offensive line though that was a big defensive front that we thought was going to be a strength uh of central mountain and when you rush that many yards but most impressively i mean the short yardage keeping drives going uh really a a, a Big win, but a very impressive win by so many young players. And, you know, these guys are playing with confidence, getting better every week, and it's leading right into the, the, the end of the season and hopefully playoffs. And you talk about what we've been asking for. Seals Grove comes with a seven, two seven-play drives, a nine-play drive, and crucial time in this game. And actually, those two drives, the seven-play drive and a nine-play drive, ended with two big opportunities for your sophomore kicker. He gets his first two field goals of the season. One come from 21 yards out right before half, and then he backed that up with a 32-yard field goal. So he was keeping the momentum going in Seals Grove favor. So kudos to the two big plays by the Seals Grove kick team again as Carter Young kicks a 21 and a 32 yard field goal as Seals Grove wins tonight at Central Mountain 33 to 23 you talk about that offensive line want to give kudos that way when you think of Logan Slogger, Straub, Rothamel, Catherman, Maurer and also Melhorn got an opportunity here tonight good to see him back in the mix as well along with your tight end Steve Miller for the Seals Grove Seals. So, final thoughts here as we uh, go to pack things up, get ready for homecoming next week at Harold L. Bowling Memorial Field. They, the Seals played two relatively, let's, I don't like using the word easy in the game of football, but uh, the last two weeks. This was a great challenge. They took the challenge probably starting last week on Friday after the Shikalimi game and hard fought back and forth. They stayed focused, and they answered the bell each time. Overcame some adversity, including the guys in the stripes. Um, and uh, the end result, big win up big here win. in Mill Hall. 
Ten-point win for the Seals, 33-23 to prove the 5-2. and two. Next week, the Seals take on Central Columbia at home at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. Get Seals game day with me, Pat O'Brien, and Steve Briggs starting at 6. The Derek Hicks pregame show with Zach Showers and headman Derek Hicks at 6.30, followed by the kickoff at 7 on Eagle 107, eagle107.com, and the SBC Sports Live YouTube channel. Remember, each week on Eagle 107, here live play-by-play action of the Philadelphia Eagles. That's the Eagles on Eagle 107. So that wraps up Seals postgame show here from Central Mountain High School with the Seals Grove Seals improving the 5-2 and two with a 33-23 win over the Central Mount Wildcasters. Zach Showers, our stat guy, Rick Erdman, our producer, and Steve Briggs. I'm Pat O'Brien saying thanks for joining us tonight for Seals football on Eagle 107, eagle107.com on the SBC Sports Live YouTube channel. That's a touchdown good for four points. Huh? They're going to mark off this penalty at least 112 yards. What is going on? Numbers matter, and they matter most when it comes to your money and income taxes. I'm Bill Booker, CPA, and I'm in my second decade serving clients in the Seals Grove area. Please visit me for all of your personal and business income tax needs. My office, William D. Booker, CPA, is located at 530 South Market Street. I look forward to assisting. As a proud Seals Grove parent and resident, I want to wish good luck to all of the Seals Grove Seals and Susquehanna River Hawk sports teams. Okay, Anthony, we got a busy day again today. Let's get moving. Ma, I know. Orders for our famous Italian subs, our brosciutto paninis, and a ton of cannolis have to be made. Ma, I know. If you know, then you got to get moving. Our customers count on us to bring them our authentic Italian experience. I know, Ma. Our Lewisburg Deli brings a piece of Brooklyn to the valley. I got it, Ma. Don't worry about it. Well, if you got it, Anthony, then start working before I show you a piece of Brooklyn. I'm Noah from the Lewisburg Deli Contestant on Market Street in downtown Lewisburg, where Mary Lynn, Anthony, and I will treat you like family to serve you our authentic Italian foods. Visit us at lewisburgdelicatessen.com and on our Facebook page. Hello. Um, is this the pizza shop? Yeah, that's right. What do you want? I would like to order a pizza for delivery. Well, stop flapping your jaw and tell me what you want there. Cupcake? Cupcake? No, I, I want pizza. Yeah, I got that. But you're wasting my time with all this nonsense instead of giving me your order. Want a more pleasant experience when you're hungry? Well, Bella's Pizza and Sealands Grove will treat you like family. Call or stop in before or after the game. At Bella's, your hometown pizza shop, enjoy delicious handmade pizza, subs, wings, and more. Open seven days a week for pickup, dine-in, or delivery. Call 570-374-2900. Bella's Pizza, 29 South Market Street in Sealands Grove. Like them on Facebook. Seals Grove Ford, your number one certified pre-owned Ford dealer in Central PA, is a proud supporter of all Seals Grove students and athletes. A Seals Grove Ford certified car. It's not just another car, it's Ford certified and backed by the best warranty in the business. So if you're looking for confidence, great value, and peace of mind on your next pre-owned car, Seals Grove Ford is the place to go. See their inventory at SealsGroveFord.com. At the bridge in Seals Grove, home of Mr. Sharpie and Sharp Pencil Deals. Go Seals! Thanks for listening to Sealands Grove Seals Football on Eagle 107. Coverage of next week's game begins at 6 p.m. Friday night. Seals Football is a production of Eagle 107.